thing. And my friends make fun of me to this day. And I'm going to, whatever, you post a clip, I'm going to send this <laughs> to them. Everybody else used to say to me, like, yo, like, you're kind of big, but, like, you, your workouts are so shit. Yeah, right? Because, like, they'd go in there and the p- people that are saying this stuff would be, like, you mean the go- biggest slackers. They're you mean like, they, in the gym? In the gym. Oh, they say your workout shit. Yeah, like, oh, okay. you're pushing weight, but, like, you know, you're, it's too easy for you or, like, you're taking too many breaks. And I'm like, let me do my thing. Yeah. Let the results speak for itself. Bad. Welcome to the Manny Project Podcast, where we reveal true stories of health, fitness, exercise, nutrition, success, and most importantly, failure. My name is John Meningas, and on this podcast, we hope to learn, get motivated, experiment, have fun, and be inspired. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Manny Project Podcast. You're listening to episode number 19, and on today's episode, it's a pretty special one, guys. Every episode is special that I'm doing, but uh, this one's extra, extra special. Uh, I've got my childhood friend from elementary school. His name is Joey Fafari, and for those of you that don't know, he is the host of the On The Block NBA podcast. Uh, Talks a lot of basketball, talks a lot of Raptors, and he is definitely not a championship bandwagon fan, so... This is a guy that has been a fan since day one and uh, definitely knows his ball, talks his ball, and uh, talks about all topics NBA. But in addition to that, Joey is a massive, massive gym guy, uh, loves hitting to the gym, and uh, we definitely talk about some of those things that we used to do when we first started the gym, you know, trying to go heavy, trying to max out, and trying to like push those limits. But COVID has obviously changed a lot of that for us, and uh, you know, we're not able to go to the gym not all of us have the luxury of having 45-pound Olympic barbells and weights, so we have to find a way to get it done. And uh, to Joey's credit, he'll share some of the things that he's been doing since COVID started to kind of keep it in shape, um, just get him active, get him started, get him out there because, you know, it's really easy at a time like this just to kind of like pack it in, you know, call an L for an L and just take it as a loss, but... Uh, Joe recognizes that, you know, he's got to get active or else he's going to put on some pounds. And I think that's uh, the story that most of us can relate to. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. I hope you guys enjoy his story. And uh, I'll see you guys on the other side. Take care. Because I know sometimes you have, you have Joey for Fari and then there's Fari. Joey for Fari is really just, I did that for, for family because I remember like that was like, in case I had like a lot of partying pictures back in the day, oh, okay. I wanted to keep. Well, once one of my parents came online, I was like, "Oh shit, let me make a family account because you don't want to know what I'm doing." Oh, okay. And then I just roll with that, so I can just like, uh, I put a lot of shit on there. I wouldn't really put on the other, like family pics, yeah, and yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff, right? There was a moment where there was literally three accounts. We didn't talk a heck of a, to- a whole lot, but then also before we started playing ball together, I saw you had three accounts. So before we went to the hoop dome together, for far and Joey for far. Yeah, always. and then there was on the block. And on the block always, yeah. So at the three of them... There was another... Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Between the three of those, I was like, one of these has to be fake. So I didn't know which one was fake. No, they're all real. Okay, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, don't mind this. Uh, that's just going to keep going. And then mic-wise, just kind of keep it somewhat close. Phone calls, man, if you got to get it, don't worry. It's, no, I'm it's not all taking good. anything. I'm putting the phone on vibrate. It's all good. It's all good. Um, welcome to the podcast, man. It's been a minute. Thank Thanks you. for being here. Thanks for being here, man. Uh, I know it's really late in the day, so I thank you for coming in. I, I've worked before. I still work. 
Uh, I'm on vacation right now. <laughs> and uh, I don't know what it's like to do a podcast this late. This is like one of my latest ones. I did one other one that was like after work as well too. Uh, it was pretty good, but it was it was it just ran late. So well now, especially with the Raptors, when I'm doing my show, sometimes it'll be like post game, and I look at myself after, and I probably look like I'm sleeping now. But when <laughs> I do the with like the Raptors on the West Coast trip, and then especially this yeah Golden State, and then I'm trying to do something at like 12:30, 1 o'clock, I feel okay, but I just look so tired. But I'm good. <laughs> Welcome, man. Again, thank you for coming in after work. I've been wanting to come on for a while. Appreciate it. Good, yeah. good. Uh, I told you before you got here, I had a surprise for you. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. So I got a surprise for you. So okay. I'm putting this on camera because uh, it's not on me right now, but I'm putting this on camera. Okay. Because I wanted to show you this specifically. I've gotten kind of hidden. Don't look under this desk. So you can keep your eyes open. Don't okay. worry. But I got it hidden for you. So the first thing, I got two surprises for you, actually. I don't know which one to give you first. So I'm going to give you this one first. I'll give you this one first. <laughs> so the first surprise I have for you is, uh, I you remember this? I knew that that was coming <laughs> go. <laughs> Did you know this? No, I just had a feeling when you said it now. I just I was like, I'm trying to think of where mine was. Do you still have yours somewhere? I I did. Mine's number one. Were you number one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Weren't you number five? I thought I was number one. I've always been number one. Well, hold on. I got 15, I think. Because I think this is the, the Vince... Co- this is the belongs, Vince Cortez. So that belongs in the basketball of <laughs> So, uh, FJK, yeah. number 15. Wow. Uh, we go back. So, FJK grade eight was... You remember? I think it was 2000. 13, yeah. Grade 2000? Or year 2000, man. 99, 2000. So uh, this is how far back we go. So this is my first surprise for you. And one Thai cheese. Hell yeah. <laughs> baby blue baby blue and white. I think it got started with his reds, though. It started you, with his I reds at the dump. I had the reds. I never had, had the, the reds. baby blues, for sure. I never had the reds. I know someone that did it at their school. It was Lombardi that had the reds. Oh, wow. <laughs> Do you remember? He came to school, I think, like the first September, and he had like the red Thai cheese. Yeah. And then I don't know why we went to baby blue jerseys, but we did. Because that was the Carolina colors, and Vince went to That's Carolina, right. I want to say. That's right. Baby blue was the color back then. Do you remember anything else about FJK playing those days? I remember. <laughs> I remember the Murdaka stories. <laughs> <laughs> going back twenty-one years. Yeah, man, like the layup lines and. I was gonna leave his name out completely, but what was that story that you remember? There's one famous story that he used. To... Oh, so when he told Ashenzi not to shoot the ball. Oh, I was that, that one? one. <laughs> that was the. What one. was the story? He just. I remember. No matter what happened, if he's like, if you ever get trapped, he's like, just pass the ball to John. Matthew, <laughs> Matthew, don't shoot. That was the line. It was like Matthew. Matthew, don't, don't shoot. shoot. Was a uh, model with the team too? I don't think Mauro was. Steve was a backup. Steve was backup. Let's this showed out I, the FJK. Sinagulia was on the team. I still kind of remember. Luso was on the team. Yeah, yeah. Who else? It starts Who to else come back to Vito. was on the team. Vito, Vito was, was on, the, on team. the team. Vito was kind of sharpshooter. Do you wow, remember that? Yeah. I wish we had footage of those days. Uh, so I do have footage. Oh shit! However, <laughs> that's not surprise number two. Surprise number two are these. When was the last time you saw some of these printed pictures? Those I was gonna say. I think I might even have those exact same ones. Take a look, man. Oh, wow. I made some copies of them. Um, if you want those, those are your this copies. One, I've seen, yeah, yeah. This is the one that I have. That's what I'm saying. I, I think I remember seeing a number five. I think. I feel like this was at Dante uh, Alighieri High School. This, I think or, so. the, this tournament that we did. Yeah. Do you yeah, remember I think that I tournament? Have the same pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember what happened in that tournament? We were supposed we we won, right? We won. And we were supposed to go to Italy or something like that? <laughs> yeah. But for some reason we didn't? Yeah. Oh, I remember, yeah. Do you remember getting yelled in the in that one room by Mr. Tata? No. You don't remember him cussing us out completely? No, what was it about? Take a look at the pictures. Just just take that way back first, because I'm going to take a, a stroll down memory lane. Look at this timeout. What was he drawing up? Like, what could he have been doing at this point? I'm pretty sure he was. No, you were number five. Do you see yourself? In, you're in I one of the, the pictures. pictures. Sure. I just didn't see myself from the back. There's one of them that's pretty close to you, and I think you're at number five. 
And these days I cherish the most because that day, like those were the days I was like LeBron. Like I was, I was, was going to say, so you were tall for sure, but I was going to say, like, it looks like you just hit someone with a crossover. One of these pictures <laughs> might be a little ankle breaker for some, for yeah, some and the kid year old. That, yeah. The Chris, the kid I crossed over looks like he's in grade two. Riyadh was on the team too. That's Riyadh was on the team. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Two houses down the street, man. Yeah. Sims. Um, Sims and yeah. Sims and Riyadh. Sims was a sharpshooter as well too. Sims was kind of like the we had, we uh, Trevor Reza. We had a good team back then. I forgot. Did we end up playing Gibson at all, or was it just the Catholic school? I think we played Gibson once, and they they fucked us. They were in our Not territory. Surprised. They were in our territory. They came to our gym, and they they messed us. They mocked a, a us. A road that game year. down the street. <laughs> um, do you remember much about that tournament? So those just pictures all from one won. tournament. Yeah, just that we won. That's Actually, right. that's not from Dante. That's from, uh, I think that's Immaculate Conception or something like that. That's a different school. I remember one of the games you got hurt, didn't you? Yeah, it was at Dante. So Dante had the wooden floors. Injury. Yeah, yeah. Dante had the wooden floors. Yeah. And I remember that game, it was some, something like tied, and we had to go to like overtime to win it. I think I remember that too. I don't remember anything else. All that I remember is that we we went to overtime to take it. Did we won? We won. I just don't remember I just remember you getting else. hurt, and I remember. I thought it was so bad. Did you end up like? Did you end up leaving the game? I don't know what I did. I I can't remember. I feel like it was an ankle or something, or maybe you hit your head off like a, a on the floor in like a hard foul. But I, I think it was. It was I think it was hitting my head off the floor or something like that. But I, I remember going to that tournament. I wanted to ask you if you remember getting cussed out. No. You don't remember. I don't know how I don't remember, but I don't. Okay, so do you remember FJK, the new edition of the back of that school? Remember how uh, that new edition is like in the yes. back of the yeah, player? Yeah, yeah. So we had the top floor. And then we got pulled into one of the rooms, which was Mr. Tata's room. And he absolutely fucking lit us alive. For what? He's like, you guys are fucking assholes. How dare you give Miss Murdaka this kind of disrespect? What did we do to Murdaka? And the number one reason why we were pissed and we wanted Murdaka out is because we wanted to go to Italy to go play that tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mr. Murdaka was the one saying that we should not go to Italy because for whatever his personal reasons, he couldn't go, his family couldn't go. I don't know, man. We're older now. We're in, we were in grade eight at imagine the time. Imagine how good of a trip that would have been. That would have been fucked. Can you imagine a basketball tournament in Italy? In Italy. That was crazy. But yeah, yeah. I do remember Tata like reaming us out completely. I remember him snapping for other reasons. <laughs> but like, but we had O'Grady, so I don't really... I remember hearing stories about him too. What, what kind of stories? New stories? No, not just stories about how he would... Who was in that class? Like, we had oh, Tata in grade seven. Jokers. So there, there, there was like the Scanlon Creek trip, which is... A horror story for kids. It's like a Goosebumps episode. But <laughs> Cantado I never had. Seven, I had Gilman. Oh, you had Gilman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but eight, we both had... I think you were with me, I had me, a right? Okay, you were with me then. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we had Simnet in that class for that, sure. That was one of the best classes of all time. Macaluso. Those, those are memories. Macaluso, Sims, Jesus uh, Industries. Like we, who? Uh, don't you remember the shirt that he had that said Jesus Industries from Australia? Who, though? Sims. Sims? Yeah, no, yeah. no. I thought you were talking about uh, Justin. What did Justin do? Oh, I thought you were just talking about Justin Smith. No, you remember? No, 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 it was called Jesus Industries because oh, okay. O'Grady was super religious. Yes, yes, like, yes. Daniel, what is this? And yeah. he goes, what do you mean, what is this? He thought it was like some blasphemous kind of like, clothing line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Sims had to say the rosary like five times after. <laughs> I think I remember uh, Sims was always in so much shit. Always. His desk was right in front of Mr. O'Grady's. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember the Christ candle? Yes, yeah. yes. Sims did one of these. Oh my god. He broke it one time. He did. He, he cracked broke it in half. Scandal. <laughs> so that's how far back it goes, man. Oh, man. That classroom, it's, it's legendary. Senor Domenico. Yeah. How long ago was that? That's 
at well, least 20 years, 20, 20, 20 plus, 21 years, 21 some years of the plus. best memories of my life to this day. <laughs> I can't remember much else about that class, but every time someone sits down and we actually start talking about it, then I start like, they all, all the same, like the memories just come in. I remember even in high school, like I'd see some of the guys that we just, you know, we drive by Jonah, or, or sorry, uh, FJK <laughs> back then. And we just have flashbacks to like the shit that we pulled back then. Yeah, yeah. We would fake Senor Domenico's birthday. And we'd like, we had like a test going on. We didn't want to write the test. We pretended it was his birthday. Okay. Oh yeah. And then we just like, <laughs> someone would go get cake. And then we'd just have a party for the entire class. Nice. I remember um, with Senor Domenico, what happened is... I think there was, Mauro used to have like two days off in a row or something, like three days off, called in sick. Like his mom called in the evening. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. So like I on a piece of paper wrote RIP with like the tombstone on it and I put it on his desk. Oh my God. <laughs> I think I got detention for like the day or something like from, that. From Domenico? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So I remember that from him. Those were the wrestling days too. So it makes sense. You probably threw an Undertaker thing on there. Probably. WWE. Yeah. Those, those are the Attitude 316, Eras. 316 t-shirts. I had a few of those too. The Skulls? Oh my God. I had a t-shirt with like this right on the back of the... Suck It. That was when the Suck It was popular too, right? It was the Attitude Era, man. Oh. If best I had days, those... Best days of my life. <laughs> I, I just remember um, also in elementary school during recess... We had your uh, your Nerf football with the whistles oh, this, and the T on the back. What was that called? And it whistled as you like spiraled it down. I want to say it was called like the Zoom or something, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But you always brought that to, oh, that to sounds, recess. Yeah, yeah. We used to play football. Those were like the best games. On but the soccer uh, field. there was one time, I think whatever we were playing, like two-hand touch or tackle at some point, yeah. but I think I like tackled Mauro. <laughs> and he's like, yo, what the fuck? I'm like, and I started doing like some rock. Because oh, it was yo, touch. Shut up. Yeah. So I was like, yo, shut up. I was throwing some like rock lines. I was like, shut up, jabroni. And like, it's like, <laughs> and Mao just like literally shoved me. He's like, why don't, you, why don't you like fight like a real man? I'm like. That's what he said? Yeah. I was like, all right, man. Like, oh, take it easy. Man. It's fucking football. Yeah. Because you were bigger than everybody too back then. At that point. Yeah. But then you guys all cut up to me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. When you walked up into the house, I totally underestimated how tall you were. You forgot. I did. I did. We man. just we played ball like three seasons, like three years ago, was it's it? Gotta be three plus. Four years? It's gotta be more than that. I think it's five. Give or take close no to five. No way. Yeah, man. Damn, time flies. It does fly. And now with COVID, I was talking with Zane and a few of my guys. We were just like, when are we ever gonna get back? Because every year you get older, if you play men's leagues or whatever, just stay in shape or see the guys. It's tough. Another year goes by, you know, guys gain weight, <laughs> people, you know, that gets harder. Yeah. People might have kids get married. It's just it's harder to get together than with COVID. Everything's happening, right? Like people are, you're not going to gyms. People are getting bigger. Yeah. Um, that's why I started running to, to cut to that, right? Because it's just like, who's eating better these days? Really, not not too many people are really looking after their bodies. And COVID just another hurdle to get through for everybody. Yeah, we talked about like people not having access to gyms or even equipment, too much stuff at home. Yeah, so struggle. It's been, it's been an adjustment for everybody. Uh, definitely want to go down the fitness road eventually, but uh, basketball road. So what's your plan? Are you going to like try to get back into it post-COVID? Like, yeah, are you guys trying to get back into it? Yeah, like, as soon as we're able to play, I think everybody's going to come back. Who knows what it's going to take? Yeah. Vaccines for things to be open. I remember when it first started, I was talking to the guys on the team about playing ball. And then also because mm-hmm. you still have Raptor seasons? No, okay. no. That's with my cousin. So I remember we went to the last game. And I remember thinking one silver kind of postponed the season. That was when everything hit me with COVID. I was like, okay, things are really going to get rough because if they're stopping basketball, they're losing billions of dollars. Things are really getting real if they're cutting their losses on yeah. that. And now I was like, how long is it going to take until fans can come back into stadiums? We're seeing that now with the Raptors having to play in Tampa. Leafs, as we saw, not having anything. And yeah. then public health, all kinds of things. Right? It's going to be a while. I was thinking a year. 
that might even be like 2022 at this point until things get kind of close to normal, which yeah. is scary. Who would have thought that when it happened? I know. In March of last year. So when did that actually hit for you? Was that the final home game at the Raptors that actually like actually? That's when everything kind of settled in because even at work, like we closed. I want to say like the 13th March break at some point, right? But you're still I, with them with TD at yeah, that point. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I remember lines at at that bank like every single day I drove by after the after the closure. I don't know how close it was to the initial closure, but it was pretty darn close because people still needed some service, right? Of course. Um, and then with. So my birthday is March 5th, and I remember we did just like a dinner with some friends, and that's when everything was kind of getting serious. So I booked I booked a reservation just downtown with like 10 or 15 people. Yeah, I think I saw We that. got there, and I was so worried that we, you know, there's going to be lineups. We had showed them late. We were It was us and like one or two other tables in the entire restaurant, and it was okay. kind of eerie. Like we was on King Street, and I remember just seeing there was like nobody. It was like a ghost town. I'm like, this is really scary. Something like is going to happen, and here we are. 10, 10 months later and not much has changed really, yeah. right? I think you posted the pictures of that night maybe like two or three I days it afterwards. The last supper. <laughs> <laughs> you posted that like two or three days afterwards though. Yeah, and I think people might have thought that I, you know, they're like, oh, are you out tonight? Everything's closed. But that yeah, was yeah. on like that last Saturday. I think it was maybe the Sunday they officially made closures, but we went out on a Saturday night. That Sunday, I think was the first Sunday that like the Nike stores and the Apple stores and like businesses started to slowly close up. Yeah. Um, it didn't really hit home for me because everything was kind of normal up until the Wednesday, I'd say, give or take. Because that Wednesday, we played ball on Wednesday nights in Toronto. Oh, at a school? Uh, no, at Elite. Oh, okay. Uh, you heard for, you heard that place, right? Is Elite it off camps? of 404? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard yeah. that. So we played, uh, we played ball on Wednesday nights. And on the Wednesday night we got there, it was like 1030 at night. And I think it was Utah and Toronto. Or Toronto left. Uh, the, was that the Gobert game? Yeah. So that was the Gobert game. So we started ball. And it said like five minutes or 15 minutes to tip off on the score app. And that was when they canceled them all, right? Yeah. So then once we got off the court, we're like, oh shit, guys. Uh, like a couple of players says positive. We got off the court and we're like, fuck, maybe we shouldn't be here right now. And that's when it got real. And it was, we, we were still in a hoop dome league at that point. And I remember Ted, the, like the guy that runs it, had emailed everybody. And he's like, oh, like we might just, we're trying not to have any closures. We might have like a week off or something. And I think that he was really optimistic that they were, like, going to get a season in or that. And everybody thought that it was going to be, you know, like a month, something like that, two months max. Yeah. And eventually they ended up giving money back. But who would, like I said, again, who would have thought, thought that it would have been this long, right? It's yeah. the first, there's like, what are the other, uh, Ebola and all those things that have happened in different SARS. parts of the world. But I guess they kind of go away within a few months, half a year. And they haven't been as... You know, catastrophic as this one has either. Yeah, I don't want to make this a political podcast, but yeah. uh, I'm sure there's a lot of levers that are being worked in the in the back that we can't really see. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't want to make this a political podcast. I'm sure there's plenty of them out there that you can listen to the to get that info. Right. Do you believe in any conspiracies? Oh yeah. Yeah. We don't have enough time. Five G towers. Those. I don't know about five G towers, <laughs> but I'm really kind of skeptical that like in 2020, there's like a virus. You know, that it's been over 100 years that, like, it's just kind of crippling the world with the technology we have. And yeah, it's, it's the tough The vaccine to took this long and everything. Well, I guess the vaccine they were saying was supposed to be maybe even longer to go through, you know, the appropriate trials and everything. But it's just, like I said, if, if we would have had this conversation in January of last year and been like, oh, hey, you know, like, life is going to be totally different than you know. It can't go to a movie theater, can't play sports, can't go to a restaurant. All things we take for granted. We would have been like, you're crazy. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, and, yeah. And here we are. In some dystopian, Ten months. In some dystopian movie. <laughs> Ten months later. Yeah. So, 
let's let's lighten it up, man. Let's lighten them up. Welcome to the let's podcast again. Um, why don't you introduce yourself? Give you the floor. Uh, tell listeners about yourself. Just anything about you. It could be sports related, work related. Just tell them who you are. All right. Um, well, obviously, you said we've known each other for a long time. More than since what? Like grade. I want to say grade one, grade two. Probably. Yeah. Grade one, grade two. Yeah. I don't think we. I don't think we really crossed paths until like maybe six or seven or eight. Grade six, seven, eight. Because we were on the same streets. We played ball. We're on the same streets. You had a basketball league that I just remember. Didn't you start yeah. that with the two-on-two that yeah, we did? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Wow. I remember. Um, oh, man. Okay, go on. I, I'm taking your floor. Um, <laughs> I don't know. We've known each other forever. Same age. Yeah. A few months apart. Um, played basketball. Obviously, sports my whole life. Hockey. Hockey, I played more than ball. But it's then true. I, I actually, I don't think I really played basketball until like grade eight. I had a hoop by my place, but... Basketball has become my life. As you know, I have a podcast. I've been doing that for six years. Yeah. So I studied sports journalism and broadcasting after um, after I went to Seneca. I was going to transfer and be a teacher. And then I remember I knew someone that was getting into broadcasting. I was like, nobody loves sports more than me. Let me try this, right? Yeah. Um, so I did two years there. I had an internship at Sportsnet, uh, Fan 590. I got to interview Felix Hernandez. Uh, a lot of the Jays. It was actually, at that point, it was more baseball than anything else. Okay. This is when Puig was coming up, so I interviewed uh, Yasiel Puig, Matt Kemp, um, Kenley Jansen was still there. I got it was just a scrum, right? So it was like six guys all kind of just asking questions. Yeah, Masai Ujiri, I did some time with with Eric Smith. Nice when he was um, when Tim Laiwiki kind of I think it was Tim Laiwiki's last. He hired Masai, and then that was it. When he handed him off. Yeah, so like I had some experience with that kind of stuff, but the mar- like the job market for all that stuff was just so tough. I guess I didn't stick with it as I should have, but I, I um, like I told you before we recorded, I started the podcast back then with uh, a few of my buddies that I met at Sportsnet, Mike Roach and Brandon Graham. So we started that. We called like Beyond the Arc. We did it for maybe like three okay. months. We were both at Sportsnet for something like six months. It was part time, like one or two days a week, just kind of filling in. And um, then when it was done, we're like, okay, like why don't we keep doing this? The podcasts back then were nearly as popular oh, as they not, are now, right? Yeah, definitely not as lucrative as it is now. And also it wasn't, we did more video back then as opposed to like the audio things. We used to do a lot of stuff on YouTube. I was big into the video editing because I was fresh out of school. I had Final Cut Pro experience and all that. So I put a lot of work into it. And as you know now, if you're doing video editing and all that stuff, it takes a long, it's a long process to yep. learn and to do it. So shout out to you for learning everything. <laughs> but um, yeah, I did that. We're in like our sixth season now. We've, um, we're pretty much right now just me and my buddy Igor that I met. He was actually a producer at Sportsnet at the time. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so me and him have become really good friends. Um, it was me, Igor, my buddy Zane. Uh, you might remember him. Yeah. Went to high school ball with him. Boss Bello? Tosin, I don't have. You know what? No? So, no. I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> Tosin, we don't have time for Tosin. But um, uh, Ron came to King as well. Uh, Mike and, and Brandon, like I said. Forget if I'm forgetting uh, anybody. But there's a few other guys that have filled in that I played ball with. Um, also, Lamar, my boy Lamar, who's, okay. who's a, a I think joker. He, he plays he ball too? Us. Yeah, he, yeah, so he's a few years older than us. He played at um, Niagara College. He did a few okay. years there. Really good ball player. Very knowledgeable with ball. Great personality. But uh, he just got into a lot of stuff with Igor. Just one's a LeBron you know, lover, oh, one's God. a hater. So who's a lover? Kind of stuff. Igor. Oh, gosh. Yeah, and then Lamar can't stand. Like, I won't give him any credit. I'm kind of like on... I just kind of give respect where it's due. He's great. I'm not his biggest fan, but I you know, respect his game. Yeah, yeah. Um, so now just pretty much me and Igor, and I've gotten into a lot more podcasting with myself now, which at first I thought was going to be difficult. But like I said, I'm doing a lot of post-game stuff, going through trades, um, and kind of seeing where that's going because I guess that was like my 
calling at the time, right? And I've yeah. obviously gone into banking now that I'm doing, but um, who wouldn't want to talk sports for like a living if they could, right? So a lot of people are trying to do that. And uh, who knows? Maybe I'll put together a demo and try yes. and be a reporter or something. Like I had some experience doing it too, right? But with COVID, things are a lot tougher too. I wanted to go to the States and maybe do something back then, but you know, kind of see where it goes for now. I'm kind of settling into what I'm doing. So Is going to the States still maybe like kind of in the radar somewhere with, with down the, the line? Maybe, obviously with maybe if things get better, sure, it's it, it would be like a dream kind of thing, right? But yeah, we'll see. Cool. Yeah. Still, obviously, still sticking to sports broadcasting on completely. the table because I'm still doing the podcast. Yeah, like sure. I guess that's kind of been that's been my passion always too, right? Like I guess like a little bit of coaching. Like when my brother was younger, like I helped my dad coach and that kind of stuff for hockey. Yeah, but yeah. even ball, like I don't have the time. As we get older, we don't have the time to do all this stuff anymore. Yeah, but um, always interested in sports, man. That's that's what I love. Me and you are pretty similar in that sense. Yeah, I think I was similar to you where we picked up ball at a really late age as well too. Uh, I don't know what got me really attracted to it, but probably the Raptors, right? Mm, at that point, the Raptors were just the Vince Carter dunking days, yeah. so that was basically it at that time. So uh, yeah, maybe maybe it was Raptor days. I remember that slanted like seven and a half foot net I had on my driveway, so that was From like the too many thunderous dunks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I remember Riyadh getting a net too, and they always just like put it on six and a half feet, and like all of us just kind of dunk like, contest. Yeah, we just broke the net in half good times i think that's how i got like starting sports um the world of podcasting is completely interesting so like in your six years of actually doing it now what are like some of the lessons that you'd want to give to me like over the course of your learnings putting out content is very important so like when i first started we would do maybe like every two weeks we try and get together we do like a we do like a preseason show we do an all-star break a Christmas day uh, preview and then like every a playoff preview. Yeah. And then we yeah, would try yeah. to get together in between maybe like every one or two weeks, but scheduling was really tough. Yeah. That's why course. also even now with COVID and with, you know, Igor, he's a teacher. So like communicating with him, sometimes it's tough to get him to mm-hmm. kind of come up to do a show. So that's why I've kind of got into a lot of more stuff for me. You have a, you have a lot of good guests on, so it's easy for you to get people in, but putting out content, I think is the most important thing and yeah. keep, keeping active on, you know, like the YouTube or the, the podcast, socials or anything, social media, all that posts yeah. and just having like good conversations, things that people are interested in. I've also found like we used to do really long shows when I first started, like we would do like two hour or something like that, right? Okay. Just talk ball. Cause you can talk forever. Of course. But now I'm finding at least for me, like if I'm doing like a post game, I want to keep it like 10 to 15 minutes. To kind of get like the listeners in. Now, if I'm listening, like I listen to a lot of like basketball podcasts. And okay. some of them, yeah, an hour, an hour and a half long. So it's good when I'm driving to work, put it on like 1.5 speed, listen to it, crush through everything and like take in that knowledge. But yeah, biggest lesson, I guess, is just like, first of all, put in your best work. Yeah. Too. That's another thing, right? Because like, I've, I'm not going to lie, like I've done the show and there'd be times where like I didn't really prep. I'd be like, okay, like let's just talk about what's going on. We'll get the guys together, spend 10, 15 minutes, go through, you know, trending topics and do it. But the preparation is something that I've kind of picked up mm-hmm. the last year or, or so with that. And I think that that's kind of made a better show, a better production. For sure. For sure. Uh, just, just the prep work. And then if you know knowledge, sorry, if you have basketball knowledge for like for me, it's obviously easier. But also me, what I wanted to do when, when you're asking about Tosin is I'm going to get into a lot of interviewing people similar to like you, what you're doing. Yeah. Because from when I was a kid, you know, like watching oprah or, or whatever because like back then oprah was the show when she would have on tom cruise like will smith and i was like yo i want to interview will smith one day right like who doesn't <laughs> of course so even more than sports for me it was always like i want to talk to people hear their stories listen to what they're saying have informative questions bring something out that maybe like another interviewer might not get yeah 
So that was the kind of stuff like that I've kind of learned and that I'm kind of doing as well. It's really important to me, the guest and the viewer, who is like, I guess, the most important thing for a podcast, right? I think what you mentioned uh, about duration is obviously extremely important because, yes, you could definitely go for two, three hours. It's easy, yeah. But there's only so many people that actually tune in for the full two, three hours, first off. Uh, Then second off, on top of that, you want to have like that preparation, like you said, like be prepared to have... The points that you want to get out and make sure that it's obviously extremely detailed so mm-hmm. that the listener can actually like kind of tune into what you're what you're trying to get across. Uh, what I want to kind of give you some kudos for is, do you want to talk about some of that that Which bellow one? thing or you want to like, leave oh, on no, the side? So I was going to say what bellow, like I've, I'm lucky enough and like people that know me, including yourself, like all my friends <clears throat> that I've known for so long, like I keep in touch with a lot of people and I'm lucky because like you and like my best friends, like everybody that I keep around is like really great people, you know? And they have good stories. They're interesting. Like you, I told you I'm going to have you on my show because I'm interested in what you're doing with everything. And there's just a lot of things that we can learn kind of from each other. And that was kind of like what I wanted to do, right? So like Tosin is like my best friend, Tosin and Julian. And I want to kind of have them on because we all, what I want to touch on is we all have our plan. Like you finish high school, you finish university. It's like, I want to do this, Yeah. right? And then things change. Right? For everybody. Everybody. Like maybe you wanted to be a teacher. You wanted to be like a bet. You want to be a pro athlete. And it's like, oh shit, like that didn't work out. Where am I going from here? And this didn't happen. Where am I going from here? So talking about life, managing, maybe money. You know what I mean? Investments that you have. Um, relationships. Sports. Yeah, relationships. I did I did a show that I haven't posted yet because I want to kind of edit it first. <laughs> and I want to talk about relationships with people like dating, dating in COVID. Some of my friends are married. Talk about how like marriages because we all know that all like friendships parent relationships brother and sister siblings like these are all things that we all go through and it's all kind of good to hear people's stories and you know like battles good and bad what they have through yeah know know that we're not the only person going through all this stuff right i i appreciate that because first off i don't want to paint you with a brush but i always knew that you had the basketball podcast in your back pocket yeah like that was something you just like put it to bank and you like you had that with you and i knew that 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 was like your bread and butter yeah. that was your go-to uh, and i think it's awesome that you're like trying to challenge yourself outside of that next bubble and the next bubble is you know what i did this for five or six years now i feel extremely comfortable with this and i think it's exactly kind of similar to like getting the story out but it's in my version my version is i guess like the health and the fitness and the exercise mm-hmm. world of it but for you it's like it's life like that's real life things that people kind of struggle with too. Yeah. And and even like I have some friends, girl guys, like like I said, um, people that go through things all the time. We can talk like mental illness, coming back from an injury, <clears throat> losing um, a friend or a family member. Like there's just so many things that I kind of want to talk about how people bounce back from things. And I think that to me, like I can talk ball forever. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and you can only even someone like me that loves sports and basketball. It's really interesting. But I want to kind of tap into my audience and maybe a bigger audience and tell different stories and yeah. interesting stories and see kind of where that goes as well. Cool, cool. I look forward to it. So when's the first, when are you like prime, trying to prime it to get it released? The biggest thing for me, like I said, is just getting people scheduling. That's the biggest thing. That's why for me, when I'm doing basketball, I'm good. Okay, I got some free time, bang it out. Yeah. But And it's on your own time, basically. And it's on my own time, right? But for everybody else, it's kind of coordinating times, what works good for you. Now we have more restrictions starting tomorrow, right? So like <laughs> we kind of, and, and I can do phone. I've done phone podcasts before, but what I really want to do is kind of like the setup that you have. I want to have a few cameras set up. I'm going to post the audio and then also yeah. do the video, cut it really well. Like one of those, like, uh, you know. R. Kelly. Remember, you ever see that R. Kelly interview? Which one? When he lost his shit. Oh, uh, yeah. I think he was like dressed up really good in that too, oh, wasn't yeah. he? So like one of those like epic, just like the two camera, like a professional kind of setting thing, yeah. right? 
And I'm, once again, Tino, like another one of my best friends on the production company, he wants to help me kind of set things up. So it's kind of like learning from everybody, you know, taking what they're doing and kind of putting my own spin on it. Yeah. And and just do that. But in terms of when the first podcast is going to drop, I recorded one with one of my female friends that we talked about dating. I'm not sure if I want to make that the first one. I wanted to have like Tosin on for the first one. Okay. And I know he's going to come through soon. So within the next month for sure, I'm going to drop the first one. Do you have a name officially? That's what I'm kind of torn <laughs> on. Right? Like, I what are you know, thinking? I want to keep like a different... I've had a few different things that I, one of them was like, uh, talk that truth. Like, I don't really know. I just want to have something different from the, I might keep the on the block feed to kind of keep okay. it all together. I'd rather not. I want to kind of keep it separate. Yeah. yeah. But then it's also like, am I going to get a different Instagram page? I don't know if I well, want to manage so many. Just like we said at the beginning, man, that's going to be four pages now you got to work yeah, with. <laughs> it's way too many to keep up with, right? So I'm trying to think of something that I can do that if I am going to have something separate, see if I can kind of manage a few different things, put out content yeah. on both of them and, and go from there. But yeah, hopefully within the next few weeks. Cool. Yeah. I, I don't know what your turnaround time is like. We never talked about that before as well too, but we kind of talked about like our podcast host. Mm-hmm. I don't know what your chi- your podcast turnaround time is typically like. Mm-hmm. Mine is like around just under two weeks. So like I'll record one and then like two weeks, within two weeks I'll try to get okay. it out. Um, are you planning on doing like similar or is it how quick do you like normally pump yours out with the basketball one? What I've done. So I, I the basketball one's pretty live. I had slacked before. Like I've done shows where like, like I said, we're all busy, right? And of we course. all have different things. But right now what I've done, especially when, you know, Raptors are not in a good space right now. And a lot of people <laughs> are very heated and yeah, I've been yeah. trying to tell that truth for a while of like guys like, and, and now they're losing people kind of see it. So I'm trying to get things out right away. So like if I do. The game's at 10.30, it's 1 a.m., I'm done kind of doing it. Like I told you, I'll upload it yeah. within like half hour. I've seen some of your so, podcast, your uh, post-game analysis, basically. Yeah, right? And then sometimes like the next morning, I'll just post those one-minute videos kind of recapping things just to kind of put that content out there and so that it's still fresh, right? Like if the of Raptors course. lose a Steph Curry tonight, I don't want to talk about it in a week from now when, you know, they've played three games since. Yeah. Um, but with when I'm doing my other one with friends, I'll take more time into that because the production might be a little bit more important. There might be some video editing in that. For sure. But when it's just the audio, it's just a straight strip and upload. Yeah. So I yeah. can get it done within, you know, half hour, an hour. Yeah. yeah. I wish you luck, man. I wish you luck. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how much scheduling you had to do with the basketball podcast, but like you said, scheduling is like the biggest pain in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. And get like I said, getting people here. You can call someone, but it's not the <clears> same, <throat> especially you're running cameras. It's a good look. You have a nice setup. And Thanks, it's, it's good to have the people here doing like a real interview as opposed to the phone. If things get worse or someone's unavailable, you want to, you know, bang it out via phone. That's cool too. Yeah. But it is better. It's a better visual to have the person here. It's totally better. And I think it's just bigger than the visual as well too. For you, you're, you seem like a social bug like your entire life. You look like you've like got along with like everybody that you've gone along with. Um, I have friends. I don't try to burn any bridges outside of like what, what I do. Yeah. But at the same time, my circle is like really, really tight. It's like really, really small, really tight. So like this was something for me as a project for like myself personally mm-hmm. to like crack that shell and just say, you know what? Like, why can't I talk to a friend from high school or a exactly. friend from elementary school? Like, why can't I bring someone that like works at a gym that I don't know, but I want to talk about their story and like how they got into fitness and, and health. So I was going to say with me and, and you're talking about maybe like opening up with some things like I went, like I said, I went to school for broadcasting. Like, this is what I want to do. Now, people that know me, like that I've known for a long time or like, oh, you know, like you're a talker and all that kind of stuff. But I've been like a, I guess I'm more of like a quiet guy by nature. If you like, if you put me in a room with a bunch of people, I'll probably be that quiet guy until I open up to someone. 
So when I would I have went, pegged you to, I would have pegged you the complete opposite. No, to be no, I've always been like more of an observer. Hmm, same. But I've known you, like I said, like my whole life. We play ball; it's different. But you kind of have to choose who you open up to, right? Like yeah. if, if you if you just meet someone, you know, and they're like, "Oh, hey, like you do this," you're not gonna have that same conversation you made with me or your girlfriend or your dad, right? There's different familiarity. Of course. And when I went to school for broadcasting, like the stage fright I got. <laughs> was crazy i can imagine and it's just like you know there's a camera there and there's nobody here but there's a bunch of lights you got a teacher there and you're just scared shitless you're all the students like watching as well too yeah like there would be be some students there like whoever would fit in the room you kind of like rotate out there was kind of like auditions like to like get into the school but i just remember it's almost like you just see the light you're like a deer in headlights you're like oh shit like i forgot everything about basketball or whatever right (laughs) and it takes a while but even as a person, even if I never get a job in sports broadcasting, which might be likely, the amount that I've learned about myself, like the steps I've taken as a person, opening up, being a better communicator, those are like life lessons that like I'll take with me and you can't really put a price on that. Fair. And I wouldn't have got that if I didn't go to that school. So I always That's look true. and it's like, I look back and it's like, oh, hey, like I, I spent two years there, made a lot of connections with people that are still in the industry. And it's like, if I see them at Raptors games, like Eric Smith, or um, there's a few camera people that I know as well. Dave Amber was one of my teachers, like a lot of people, right? Okay. That like, if I see them, they'll be like, yo, what's up? Like, it might just be like, what's up? But you're and people like, oh shit, you know them? But like I said, like just the lessons I take from that of learning about myself. Sean McKenzie's a guy I went to school with, who's Bob McKenzie's son. We were in school, we were close. I don't talk too much to him anymore. But just like I said, like relationships you meet with people, opening up, becoming, you know, like, Learning more about yourself, being more comfortable having conversations that I wouldn't have before. Yeah. I'll take that and I'll run with it. I agree. Um, I never really, uh, like you, I was the observer, man. Yeah. Whenever I walked into a room and I saw like 30 or 40 people, yeah. if this was a house party and my basement was filled with people, <laughs> dude, I'd be in the exact same spot I'm in right now. Yeah. In a comfortable chair in the corner and wait for someone to come to me. Yeah. I'm the same to this day. Like even when I was younger, going on vacations or playing, oh, yeah. ball, or joining a new ball team. Or even girls, like maybe sometimes when I was younger, like girls going on dates or meeting some people at the gym. People come to the gym with me, like, I don't know if you know Matt Stolf. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like there's so <laughs> many, Tosin will come to the gym with me, like, oh shit, you know everybody here. And it's like, I went to LA Fitness, as you know, and your cousin who, who, who uh, I see at the gym too. Like I went to that gym knowing nobody. Me and AJ, a guy that I went to, to Pavilion with back in the day, that kind of shut down. We all went to LA. I knew nobody. And that's why I went to that gym. I was like, I just want to work out. Yeah. Like now I know, you know everybody, everybody. <laughs> and it's not really by choice. It's just, you know, Oh, Hey, can you get me a spot? Oh, l- let me help you with this. And it just, right. Whereas before, like I said, if I go down to any other gym, it's like, I'm yeah, kind of quiet types. unless I know people. Right. But a friend of a friend, you meet that person, you meet the next person. Yeah. And then some people like you're a social butterfly. And I'm like, I don't know. About that. <laughs> I even remember you from uh, like elementary school. I was pretty sure you're always a social class. Yeah, that's with, what I, with people I'm friends with. Right? Fair, fair. So it's like I guess I when you're in you, class for like nine months yeah, with we, one person, we were like ten years together. That's right? true. Like, yeah, you know, we, that's we true. were like family at that point. That's true. You're with those people every day. It's not like university where it's like you got a class with someone. Like we spent all day together. That's we were true. Your brothers and sisters, right? That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's interesting, man. It's interesting. Um, yeah, I kind of wanted to break that bubble. So this is my podcast, and this is kind of what I wanted to do with it. It's good. Um, you're learning a lot about yourself. Yeah. So I think some of those lessons you learned that you were in school when you said you looked at the lights and you're a deer in the headlights on that studio or that stage at that moment, you forgot everything about basketball. That's kind of lessons I'm learning as of last year. Like those are the lessons I'm trying to like break out of and just be like, you know what? It's it's okay to greet someone in slightly uncomfortable manner 
just to get a reaction and just like to like react off of that reaction yeah, and too, leave right? your comfort zone right there's like that cliche like you'll never achieve anything like from staying in your comfort zone forever and, and this yeah. is another example of that right yeah. like you were maybe familiar with doing that but now here you are and with time you get more open and have better conversations with people and and grow grow the podcast grow yourself yeah i uh, i wanted to get you on the podcast number one because I think we talked about this prior in the summer last year. Mm-hmm. So I kind of mentioned the idea to you. I was kind of like floating the yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. I remember when you were first about to start it up. Yeah. So I called you about the idea and I was like, you know what? Would you be interested in being a guest on the podcast? And I think what I've seen you kind of evolve over like the months that I've kind of just been following you on Instagram mm-hmm. is you've been running a heck of a whole lot. So what I wanted to get you on the podcast for was to not say you're going to run a marathon or anything like that, but like... Oh, physically running. <laughs> yeah, physically I running. I thought you meant physically running a lot of social media and like running my page. No, I meant That's more, okay, so I meant more physically running. running. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. in addition to that, I know that you're a big gym guy as well too. Yeah. So kind of talk about first off, like what running is like for you over the stretch of like COVID okay. and how that's been for you. <laughs> I've never, to, to this day, like my cardio has been terrible forever. Okay. Right? Like playing ball, even like when we were younger, <clears throat> um, high school ball. I play hockey my whole life. I guess that stopped consistently when I hit like 20, right? And I guess I was in decent shape, but like I've never been ripped. I've never been like a, some people just have like really good cardio. I've never had that. Um, so when the gym shut down, I was like, damn, I'm not going to have access to too much weight to like push weight and do my usual workouts. <clears throat> what can I do to not blow up? And I was like, damn, I think I might have to start running. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to, I've never wanted to. And um, I was like, but I need to start or else who knows what's gonna happen. I'm not gonna eat any less. Did right? that happen in like March, right away? It happened away? in March, it happened oh, March okay, right wow. away. And I Good remember I made a post, it's probably still my Instagram. And I was like, yo, like when this, when this uh, COVID lockdown happened, I was like the last thing I thought was that I'd be running, but I've kind of been forced into this. Mm-hmm. Now from March, so I was thinking about this as I was coming here. <laughs> the first time I ran, and I had this goal of like five kilometers because I kind of looked into some things and I was like, what's a reasonable distance to run, right? Yeah. I was like, let me do 5K. So I'll never forget my first run. I'm like four houses down and I'm <laughs> huffing and puffing and I'm like, damn, man. I'm, I'm like, I, I, I'm not going to make this. I was like, I'm going to end up walking like 5K. Now, it was a very slow jog to finish the 5K. And my time was terrible, <clears throat> like, it was... Are you tracking times? I do. Even from the beginning? Yeah, like from the beginning. Okay. I've, I've had, like I have like the Under Armour and the Nike app that I use to track my runs, the distance, the time, and just kind of like to tally up how much I've ran in like a calendar year or something, right? Of course, yeah. And to kind of hold myself accountable. So let's say the first time was like 40 minutes. I'm just kind of guessing, something like that, which if anybody runs and you run 5K and you're a runner, that's terrible, right? <laughs> but for your first time in a long time and not being a cardio time, guy. Not being a cardio guy. And also with, you know, basketball, I used to be big, in, still am big into basketball, but like when that gym opened up, I'd be playing ball every night, literally five days a week. And then when I was done that, I'd go work out. So I was in good shape. Yeah. Then it got to the point where like basketball courts are too crowded. You're waiting for runs. I, you know, two hours. I'm, wait- I'm like, okay, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, yeah. So then basketball slowly stopped. I play once a week. So my cardio kind of diminished. Getting back to my runs now. So I'm at like 40 minutes. I'm like, okay, I need to. And I, I didn't have much faith in myself either. I'm like 40 minutes. I was like, am I ever going to crack like 35? Like, where am I going <laughs> with this? Right. Um, were you starting off with like one a week, by the way? Or were you just trying to like, just get to get up to the 5K? I, was like, I want to do like, I started off. So the first run was 5K. And then after that, I want to say, in my peak, I would do every second day, every third day. Okay. Because right? then I started noticing, I was like, oh, like my body's not used to it. After your first run, hips hurting, knees hurting, feet yeah. hurting, right? But it's just like if you squat for the first time in a long time, the next day you're not going to be able to sit on a toilet kind of pain. Yeah. 
But after that, you know, things got a lot better. I ran from, let's say, March, April, May, June, July, and then August came. And it was just hot as hell. Yeah. Right? You had a good summer. And I struggled with, like, that humidity and, like, I was like, I don't know if I could do this. So I used to start running at, like, 9, 9.30 at night. And it was still hot as hell. So, like, for August, I didn't run. And it's very easy to fall off the horse, especially mm-hmm. with cardio. Who the hell wants to go for a run if you're not a runner? Especially running, too. So, it's not like it's biking. Yeah, like, like biking, biking, you can get that back in. Coast, you can, you know, whatever. But like, you're running, you stop your feet, you're done. Like, yeah, it's like you can't coast down a hill or whatever. Yeah. So I stopped for a bit. September, I started up again. I remember the first run. I was like, oh shit, I'm back at like square one again. So what was your split? Were you still trying to do five k? Were you? You obviously weren't close to forty minutes, but no, no. I think I feel like my best time was like twenty nine, something okay. like that. Which is still, if you're like a good runner, it's not that. But I'm also like... Listen, man, this is not for like professional runners on this podcast. No, this but is I'm just trying to like hold myself learn. accountable. I'm seeing other people's scores. I'm like, I'm 6'5", 240 maybe back then. I was like, it's, it, it is like tough on the body too. Extremely and tough. And I'm not, a, I'm not like a long distance guy. So anyway, mm-hmm. I just started getting into it. I want to say like a month and a half ago. And it's been very inconsistent. It's like two times a week, right? Okay. But now I've gone up to the point. And the same thing when I started to get my first run was like 5K. Then I did like four a few times because it was freezing. And it was so I don't cold. know how you even bother at this time, man. I'm wearing so many layers. I got like, I'm still wearing running shoes. I got like a face mask on. I look like a criminal when I'm running. <laughs> and it's 10 o'clock at night. So if people see me being a tall guy, people kind of like running to the other side of the <laughs> sidewalk. I'm like, oh shit, I'm the nicest guy. But like, I get it. It's nighttime. Yeah. yeah. But even now I'm getting up to like 10K, which is I like saw. the best that I did. I saw. Now, it is a very like brisk jog. It's not a run. I don't want to whatever. And like I'm the... The best time I had for like 10K was maybe like an hour and like five minutes. But with the cold and so many layers, it gets a bit harder. Mm-hmm. But at this point, just like, yo, I'm getting out there. It's it's hitting like a goal that I'm kind of doing. And I know there's like some really cold wind and, and winter weather coming through. So it's like, yo, this week I kind of got Got to get it in or else. Yeah, who because knows? who knows what it's going to be like. March, February is always kind of cold here. Yeah. And then fall is going to come and it's going to be a, a breeze, hopefully. <laughs> what I want to ask you, so how is that 10K like... At what point did you hit that 5K wall and say, I need to push further? Was that somewhere in the summer? So what I realized, the hardest part for me when I'm running is literally getting outside. Oh, it's just a start. It's just getting outside. Because like, I'll I'll get home after work like you talked about. You work a full day. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You can be sitting at a desk. You get home and you're like, I just want to relax. You know, you might eat food, whatever. I can't eat within like five hours of running or else I've just noticed a big drop off in like performance if I'm going to run five or 10 K. It's, okay. it's not good. So I'll like, I'll eat lunch at like one or two and then I'll run at like six, seven, eight, sometimes nine, 10 o'clock. At I was going to say, it wasn't just fast for a bit. Two nights ago, wasn't it like at 10 o'clock 10, or something? O'clock yeah, yeah I I'll thought go so. For a run, right? Yeah. Um, so I'll do that. But so with the five K, it's not like I looked at it. And I was like, Oh, this is too easy. Cause it's not, no. you know what I mean? The pace just kind of slows down. So I have this circuit where like I go around two and a half K, I come back to my house, I'm at five and then I'm like, let's keep going. Yeah, see what I got. Right? And then it's just like I kind of run and run because I have a treadmill at home too but the thing I realize is it's so easy to just turn it off. (laughs) So I'll run somewhere and it's like, okay, I got to get back home now. So if your issue is getting out, just getting out, what's it like like actually trying to turn on the treadmill? Is it that easy just to literally turn it off and just kind of say you know fuck it i'm not going to do it today with the treadmill what i know is what i do more is i do more intervals i've never done like a long distance on the treadmill so like okay. i'll speed it up and i'll like sprint kind of thing for 30 seconds and then i'll kind of like walk jog for like another minute yeah which is still really good but i prefer like the long distance just because like i also want to kind of want to like get like drop like 10 pounds or something yeah 
And who knows? Maybe the interval training's better for that. I'm no, you're the gym guy, really. So I was going to talk to you about that too. Yeah, it's probably better to do the intervals. But in my <laughs> mind, I'm like, hey, you know what? It's also to do the intervals is very tough too. Like it's kind of like pick your poison. You, you'll run, you'll run the sprints for a bit, and it's tough. But then like the 10k isn't exactly easier either. The first time yeah. that I would run, I get back, man, and I would eat everything in sight. I guess like blood sugar <laughs> levels are like down to the floor. I mean, I'm like, yo, did I just ruin my entire run by eating everything now, right? But. As a big guy like you, yeah. uh, I'm 5'8 and I'm about 210 to 215, maybe 220 on some days. Uh, it's got to be tough. It's got to be fucking hard to run. Mm-hmm. So what I also want to kind of like fast forward a little bit and then come right back. Mm-hmm. What I want to fast forward to is how do you physically recover? Because as a big guy trying to run, mm-hmm. I know what it's like for me as a big guy at my size trying to run. Mm-hmm. It's not fun. Yeah. So I prefer to do treadmill runs because it is a little bit lighter on my joints. You think so? I find it's a little bit lighter. There's a little bit of a bounce, number one. And number two, you're not okay. against asphalt. Mm-hmm. Um, and secondly, you have measures that you can control. Yes, you can definitely control your speed and your tempo when you're running yeah. outside. But when you're inside, you can really, really control that. So, like, you can sprint, like you said, for, like, 30 yeah, seconds yeah. and then take a break for, like, a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, like, how do, you re- how do you physically recover from that? Because it sounds like it's, like, jarring. It's rough. It is extremely rough. I did, I did that road before, and I, I will not do that again, personally. Yeah, no more running outdoors? No, I'll, I'll tell you a story about that afterwards. <laughs> but how do you, like, how do you physically get yourself, like, recovered so that two days later you can probably do that again? So before, massages help. So, like, I'll go for, like, massage therapy. Not as often. But to be honest, 2020 was probably the year that I did the most. Um, so before, I would go maybe once or twice a year and from lifting weights, playing ball, hockey, all that stuff, I would have knots everywhere. And I didn't realize mm. how painful it was until like they take them out. Now that I go more for like maintenance, that's helped. Good. I've always had like tight calves, especially from running and playing balls. Like, you know, you're always on the balls of your feet. Yeah. I'm not much of a stretcher. I'll usually only stretch when I'm in pain. I've gotten better at that now. It's good. Um, with the 5K runs, it wasn't as bad. I noticed when I started doing like, when I got to like 7, 8, 9, 10, hip pain, knee pain, but similar. You mean at the higher speeds? You got to more of those pains? The distance, yeah. Oh, like, okay, sorry. I think I meant like, the I think I meant the speed on the treadmill. That no, you're no, about. no. Like the the the, the like total the end distance. of my run. When I'm yeah. at like the ninth and tenth kilometer, it's like this is rough. Yeah. But now it's not as bad. The same as like I said when I went for my first run, huffing and puffing, joints hurting like crazy. But your body does adapt. So I do stretch. I watch some videos every once in a while on, on like holding kind of poses or holding like hip pain. I've never, you're like, oh, you're old as hell. You have hip pain. Yeah. But like from playing hockey too and being a goalie, getting up and down. Butterflying. It, just, it helps so much the stretching. And I never, I was like, oh, you know, like now we're, I'm older, right? We're 33. We're, all we're older, not, man. we're not like 18, 19, 20. So you kind of have to do that maintenance on your body. So between massage therapy, stretching, not running every day. I kind of want to, but I know that it's not good for the joints. Mm. Just take. The, yeah, like all that kind of stuff, right? You it's can make an argument for both sides. Like technically you make an argument for running every single day. So if you do run every single day, then your body kind of learns to adapt to like that kind of stress, that kind of pain. Mm-hmm. The other argument to that is if you want to get more out of it, then you need to scale back. Because if you want to do it for longevity, yeah. then you're just trying to preserve your body to like do it for a lot longer. Because if you do it every day, you're not going to be there I kind of compare it like because soccer players, like I, I watch a bit of soccer, but like I think the average soccer player in a 90 minutes ends up running like 10K, right? Okay. And they play once a week. Sometimes they'll play twice a week. And when they play twice a week, they'll need games off after to recover. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yo, these guys are pro athletes getting the best training in the world, younger, older, whatever they are. And like 10K is like what I've been doing, probably a similar pace. You're jogging most of soccer with a few runs. And it's like, I don't want to run 
10 kilometers, seven, eight kilometers on back to back to back days because I just feel like it's not in my body's best interest. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. No matter what you're doing. If you're doing shorter runs or that kind of stuff, probably. Like we've, even athletes, like back to back games, you notice a drop off in performance. Oh, huge. Basketball, they've tried Massive. to eliminate that. Hockey, all Massive. these sports, right? Football needs a week off and they're still <laughs> destroyed their bodies, right? Yeah. So just taking care of your body. I'm trying to eat a lot better too. I've never eaten bad, but trying to eat a lot more veggie, um, fruits, not as much breads and that kind of stuff. We're all trying to eat better, but how much are we really doing, right? But yeah. um, now that, like I said, the the uh, the bot, like the between working out and, and the running, just trying to take the best care of yourself. Cool. So I know uh, I kind of went further. I'm trying to scale back a little bit now. So did you try interval training as a heck of a whole lot, or like what was that? What does interval training look for you? Interval training for me is basketball. That's okay, it. that's <laughs> it. It's just like playing defense and then sprinting on the other side. Yeah. For runs, not really. Like I had a parachute. Like, do you ever used to run yeah. with the parachute? Yeah. I've done that at times, which is really good, um, but I got away from that. But interval training, no. Did you ever do inter- interval training on your treadmill, you said, inside the house? Yeah, yeah from time to time, but okay. outdoors, no. And I pref- I've always preferred to run outside, like I said, because it's just too easy for me to quit on a treadmill. Fair. Uh, do you struggle with a gas tank? So I know for me specifically, when it gets to a certain point, the gas tank does get a little bit short. But how, how's the gas tank? I've gone so much better. Like even let's just say I've been running a l- little bit more consistently the last three weeks and I only did three 10 kilometer runs. Even if it's every three days, let's say I'm going twice a week, it gets so much easier. I might yeah. not be running faster, but like the stress on the heart, the, I guess the strength in the legs. I've noticed even like, I feel like my legs are getting bigger and I'm not doing leg workouts because mm-hmm. I'm not working out as much at home with the weights. And I feel like that's just from my body kind of adapting to, you know, running maybe 20 to 25, 30 kilometers in a week. Yeah. I've noticed a better cardio gains than, than really anything else. I don't know if I look any slimmer or anything like that because of eating, like I said. Yeah. But for sure, the proof's in the pudding with with my performance when I'm running. I'm, I'm noticing like I'm not as gassed. When I'm done, like I'm not having to like run and get food because <laughs> my body's not as destroyed as it was when I was getting back into it. Yeah. Playing myself into shape kind of thing. And I know you talked about it as well before. Like you'd have to like space yourself out before eating about five I hours still plus. Want to, man, like I still want. Like I had some kind of snacks before I came here. Okay. And I'm probably not gonna run. What is it? I'll probably run in like an hour, an hour and a half kind of thing, provided it's not a snowstorm outside. <laughs> but um, yeah, the worst. It's like running with like a full stomach. You know what I mean? Like it's not. You can't do it. You feel like you're gonna have to puke. I tried once. I think I had a sandwich and then I ran like an hour after, and I still felt it after an hour. Mm-hmm. So I just prefer to do that fasted. I've done fasted runs before in the summer. Those are amazing. Yeah. Fucking love it, man. They're good, right? Because you're just burning like fat. Yeah. There's nothing in your system. But with winter, it's very cold. I guess at night too. But with work and stuff, having to get up, I'd have to wake up so much earlier to go for a run in the morning, shower. These are also significantly shorter as well too. So it's still black. Yeah. Whether or not you're waking up at like six o'clock in the morning or like going out at 10, it's still black. So in the summer, I would do more fasted runs and I wish I could now because the temperature was a bit better. But right now, for you know, a few reasons, it's been nights, which I always regret. I'm like, damn, I wish I went out a little bit earlier. <laughs> so would you prefer night running or day running now that you've been doing this very regularly? Day, for sure. Really? Yeah, like even sometimes on the weekend, I wanted to run on Sunday. Titans were playing. And I was like, oh, let me go run now. And it's like, damn, the game's starting. Procrastinate, procrastinate. Here I am at like 8.30, 9 o'clock at night going on a run. Do you push it out, though? Oh, yeah. That was the one that you think I'd, I think I saw you did the 10K after. Yeah, that was Sunday night. Yeah. yeah. That, but like I said, they're getting they're getting better and they're getting easier, which is the the best thing, right? Like you're seeing results in the work that you're putting in with yep. everything else, because it's very easy 
same thing. Like someone's trying to get it. New Year's, new me, trying to you know work in the gym, and you're working out, you're out of shape, you're not seeing the results right away. But with this, it's just like okay, run, 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 rest, and it's like I'm getting so much better at this. I'm no obviously Olympian, but it's like I'm seeing results right away. So it's easy to keep going back to it. Yeah. As opposed to looking at yourself, you're like, oh shit, this isn't getting any easier. I think it's important to measure, and some people just kind of go out to run and just run for the sake of running. But at the same time, some people don't know that there's so many phone or so many apps on your phone that are available to you that are free. They're just easy to track your time. They're easy to track your distance. Uh, So using the Nike app, you're using the Under Armour? So I use Nike and Under Armour. And I've noticed a difference in distance and pace. Significantly different? Like 100 to 200 meters. Okay. Also like 200 meters. So usually I'll look at it and the Under Armour one... Nike will make you seem like you've run. I don't know which one's right, but Nike is always a further distance than my Under Armour one. Okay. So if I'm running 10K, let's say on Under Armour, it's like 10.3 even on, on the Nike, on the Nike app. app. Yeah, which is a little bit strange. Interesting. I just figured they work off the run GPS. Them. Yeah, right? I don't know what's going on, but something's <laughs> not working. And I've tried a few different phones. It's, it's always been the same thing. I think it's important though that you use the same tool. So don't keep jumping between tools, but if you're using the same tool and you're measuring yeah, using the same, same tool. all the time. So both logs are, are there. Yeah. And I'll always do the one that's like, I wait till the last one hits 10 before, you know, the other one is. I mean, before I'm the shooting, first, I'm yeah. like 9.7. I'm like, shit. <laughs> Have you tried any other apps or like uh, Apple Watches or anything like that? No. I no? just use these ones. Nike and Under Armour. That's it. Cool. Did you ever have that Nike Fuel Band before? That no. little uh, like wrist bra- wristband that had like the numbers on it before no. too? So you used to also track like your GPS and your running. Uh, I think it's like old use though, man. It's like I was really going to get use. the Samsung watch. I actually got it as a Christmas gift. Um, but I think <laughs> I'm going to have to return it. I just, I don't know. I don't see really a use to it. I don't know. I'd rather spend okay. the money somewhere else. Like I, whatever I can get on that watch or get on my phone. Okay. You can't call anybody on it. So I'm like, what's the point? Yeah, but I, I know guess. that those things track a lot of like your distance and all that kind of stuff. But. It's mostly GPS based on like the same... Yeah, it's the same thing. It's something else to charge at the end of the day. I'm like, no, I'm good. <laughs> Enough devices. Uh, what are you running with? What kind of shoes do you run with? Are you running in ball shoes or? No. So I got, the, if you saw the shoes, you would laugh. They're, <laughs> I got them from the Under Armour factory. And okay. no joke, they're probably like six years old. Oh, okay. Yeah, like they're one of the few cross trainers that I have. They're like bright yellow, which I guess are good at running at night. I guess so. But they're just, yeah, cross-trainer underarmers. I don't know, like, which style they are or whatever. But I, I always run in those shoes. I never run in ball shoes. Okay. You know? Have you ever, like, checked into, like, real running shoes? No. Why not? I don't know. Like, my <laughs> just brother, never interested? No, I just never looked into it. I just, the ones that I have, like, the, I've run, I had, like, a pair of, like, sprinting shoes that I think you're supposed to use on, like, grass. Okay. But they're so flat that I ended up having, like... Are they just, uh, like, light? Really, really light? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Like, you can bend them. Yeah. Um, those ones I ended up getting, uh, what's it called? Oh, fuck. The stuff in your arch. Plantar fasciitis? Plantar fasciitis, man. Fuck. That is painful. Yeah. So with these ones that I've noticed, it's just like they feel good. Like I've never had a problem with them. And I think that everything... And you're gone six years with that same shoe? No, I've only run oh, them. Oh, God. I'm, no, I've only run them since March. <laughs> okay. I have so many pairs of shoes. Like the amount of ball shoes that I have that I'll just kind of... Oh, I feel like wearing these ones these days. Okay. All my ball shoes look brand new because I only wear them indoors. Okay. And I rotate them. But I might have to invest in a pair of running shoes. What in, I was going to say is, uh, I, I think if you look into, I, I think feet is like the one more important thing that people just don't want to talk about, especially when they're running. Yeah. So when you had plantar fasciitis, do you remember what kind of shoe it was? It was super light. It was, it was bendable. Ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did that feel like? Like, 
did you run in that the first day and then it just instantly hit you or was that like the next day where I'm it kicked in? Her, oh no, it was the, whenever, I don't know what, like it was the first month that I tried those shoes out Roche and I'm like, let me see which ones feel best. I have a pair of Asics that I ran in. Those are good too. Okay. Same cross trainers. And then I have the, the Under Armour ones. Then I ran in these Nike ones. Like I said, they're like indoor track shoes. Yeah. And I ran in them. The only reason I did is because they might weigh like half a pound and I'm like, okay, like it's going to be easier for me too. But it was like halfway through the run almost. I almost felt like, you know, like the pins and the needles on the arch of my feet. I'm like, oh, fuck. damn. And I've had it before. I got it from uh, a vacation. I was just wearing flip-flops the whole time. Oh, man. And I couldn't walk for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a week I couldn't walk. It's like the worst pain anybody that's ever had it. Yeah. So, yeah, with these ones, it, it, it's good because I have a high arch as it is. And I know that like everybody has different feet. So it's very important to get some that kind of molds your foot. You can put insoles in, which I have as well. But you need good support, especially if you're running Absolutely. distance running, right? Like yeah. ball shoes are flat, whatever. You can some ball shoes you can kind of get away with because a lot of them have like a lot of cushioning in it. Yeah. Some of them. Yeah, not yeah. all of them. Yeah. Some. But with the cross trainers, I was like, yo, like I need something. Once I started getting foot pain, I was like, I almost wanted to set them off. I was like, yo, I'm never running in these again. Yeah. And I just stuck with the ones that were like pain free and they've been good to me ever since. <laughs> so first off, if you ever need to hook up on shoes, you obviously know I can help you out with some good running shoes. Yeah. And I will once spring starts. Yeah. Uh, but second off. Whenever you have a chance, never buy those goddamn light fucking shoes that are like slippers and that like totally bend. They're good for nothing. Absolutely good for nothing. Yeah. Um, minimalist shoes have been like the biggest trend in like the oh like market. those ones for the finger. First the too. toe shoes. First the toe shoes. Do you own a pair of those? No, no, no. Tosin does that. I remember I saw them. Yeah. <laughs> they were like a fad. Does he still wear them? I don't think so. No, they're embarrassing. I they're embarrassing. Like, like, what are you wearing? What really pisses me off is the people that wear those toe shoes and they'll try to jump on the treadmill and I'll be like, what are you doing? Like, first off, okay, if you want to run with your bare foot, go ahead. Yeah. Go fucking knock yourself out. Yeah. But you're trying to run with toe shoes. Like, go outside. Yeah, like, I never understood it. Why would you go on the treadmill? It doesn't everybody, make sense. And, and when they first came out, everybody wanted them. And I'm like, I'd be embarrassed to wear these things. Do you understand the, like what, what it's there for? Not Which really. is a totally crooked way of looking at feet. What is that? In my opinion, it's the most crooked way of looking at feet whatsoever. Because I think when you're trying to run... You need to think of like the constant pounding. So your body size, my body size, like it's not easy for us to run. Yeah. So we need a tool that will actually support us properly. Mm -hmm. When you have a shoe that's like thinner than this jersey, like you're putting that much more stress on your feet. Yes. And some people completely, completely bypass that like significantly. And I think it's important to like really protect the foot because the foot's going to go through like a sheer amount of pounding. And the thing with the foot too is... It'll lead to like back pain, hip pain, mm. knee pain, so many things. Yeah. And that's what if you ever get insoles, you go see like the people that actually like, you know, custom do the, the foot. They can tell based on your posture where kind of to put different right pressure support. on certain things or the arch of your foot. And I've probably had some problems with that too from posture and, and not having the correct insoles because I have like a high arching foot. If you're flat footed, it's not as bad. Some people have different things associated with that. Mm -hmm. But for me, I remember, like I said, running the first time nightmares yeah that kind of pain same here so uh the first time i started running and you kind of asked me about my running experience so the first time i started running was in grade 12 okay. grade 12 or grade 11 to going to grade 12 summer that year my grade 11 year i had a girlfriend i'm gonna be very public with this because this is the <laughs> first time ever my girlfriend in grade 11 distracted me from ball ah so you remember going like to practice and your coach would kind of like give you the blind eye and just kind of like shun you? Yeah. I was a player getting shunned because like <laughs> I was like hanging out with my girlfriend a little bit more, you know? Not putting in the work. I wasn't putting in the time. Yeah. So that summer I wanted to get like really in shape. I wanted to build up my cardio, build up my foot strength. and For like the grade 12 year. Yeah. yeah. Grade 12 year, man. Like, you you got to leave it on a bang. Yeah. 
So that year, uh, that summer, I ran in shocks. You remember Nike oh, shocks? Oh, yeah. I think I still have some. I think I have uh, the running shoes, like the big shock at the back end, yeah. but it was like really stiff. Yeah, now that I think about it, those must be really bad for running. Those are fucking awful for running, too. It's like wearing heels. <laughs> Basically. So the good thing with that is, um, yeah, you can definitely develop, you know, good cardio, good stamina, but I think you need the right tool out of yeah. that, too, because if you're not getting the right tool, your intentions might be all correct, but then all of a sudden you're going to set yourself back like two or three months because you're not doing Rehabbing an injury or something. Yeah. So plantar fasciitis, do you have uh, insoles right now? Is that what you're I using? Have, I have insoles. That's I good. don't wear them when I run, to be honest. I usually only wear it, unfortunately, like when I have pain, I'll have to put them in. But knock on wood, like it's been, you know, minus that one run that happened early when I wore those one, the one pair of shoes. I haven't had it since like a Florida trip like five years ago when I wore those sandals, which was awful, agonizing pain. Did uh, your chiro give it to you, physio? How'd you get it uh, fitted and suited for you? Do you remember? I guess I told my doctor and he referred me to, to a place and I just got the insoles done there. Okay, yeah. that's good. I think it's important. Are you still using them today? No. Not casually? I still have them. Like, I have them in a pair of ball shoes. Oh, okay. I'd have to look for them, but they're somewhere, but I don't I don't never wear them. Cool. As long as your feet are not giving me issues. I mean, that's no, a good thing, good. number yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, but second, I, I think for me, um, I'm flat-footed, so I'm the complete opposite from you. So I need, I need help, basically. My so the kind of, the ones you get are raising? Yeah. So my foot is always elongating and always stretching open, so that my arch is always collapsing and it's always, it's always doing this. So I always had duck feet as a kid. Uh, so now I just need something to like prop it back up a little bit. Yeah. Um, and what I find is I'm at work. I'm on my feet all day, basically. So I'm on my feet for like seven to eight hours a day, typically. And it gets tiring at the end of the day. Dude, yeah, man. At the end of the day, tiring, you man. notice it on your days off, like how, how tired it is just being on your feet. Yeah. Not even doing too much. Totally. So like when I wear those insoles to work, I'll, you know, do something at the house. I'll do like a regular workout, put on regular shoes, but I don't have to wear the insoles because yeah. the insoles do the work during the time when I need it to be yeah. on my feet, right? Yeah. So um, I think foot strength is number one. Uh, foot recovery is important as well too. Um, do you do any like rolling, any lacrosse balls, I foam rolls or anything like that? No, I have like a foam roller that I would use like on the IT band, on the calves, sometimes on my back, but I've never used it on the feet. But every once in a while, like I'll go for massage and like they'll massage the feet. Foot massages, incredible. <laughs> and like, they can be painful, yeah. but they're really good. Like to, cause there's all like ligaments and stuff in there too, right? That need to be stretched out. Of course. From running, even just walking. It doesn't matter what you're doing. We all need that like kind of maintenance yeah. and it helps so much. You have to book a massage now that I think I'm going <laughs> How often do you go? Uh, like the most I would ever go is like once a month, but on average, I say like every two months I'd go. Cool. Yeah. Close by? Yeah. Someone yeah, that you recommend? Uh, no. <laughs> so I was trying to figure out someone you wouldn't recommend. That's what I you just said. I don't know about that. No, it's just there's nobody really that sticks out. So like I go to okay. My, oh yeah, I don't know. I wanted to say the name out there, but I go to a chain, right? I go to a chain place. It's fine. And there's always a different kind of person because you can choose whoever you want to book, right? And like my family goes there, my brother, and my parents. Like, go try this guy. He's really good. I need someone that's going to be really strong and rough and like get into all the knots. So I was trying to do my own homework and be like, okay, like when I used to go once a year. It would be very painful because I would have a lot of knots. Like, it would be knots like and all that stuff. It would right? be all condensed into like one yeah, major. Yeah, so injury. I was like, "Are these people trying to kill me here? Like, what's <laughs> going on? Like, it shouldn't be this painful. I'm going for a massage." But now that it's more of maintenance than like repairing, I'm kind of wondering, like, are you guys using the force that you should be using? So that's really what I'm getting mm. at. Like, sometimes I feel like I'm like, "Can you guys go a little bit harder <laughs> with this?" Like, because the calf for me by far is the worst and most painful because I never stretch it out. And like sometimes like I would just like cringe up when like they just kind of rub out a little bit. But I'm like, yo, like whatever you have to do, do it. Because I'd rather you take out and stretch out my 
part of the body, whatever, then maybe then being light maybe on it, a little and it's still bit, suffering. Like, oh yeah, take it easy, right? Like get it all out. Yeah. So with me just finding someone that's actually gonna you know put in like a lot of force in it, not too much, but like just enough where like I'm feeling it and they're kind of doing the real work as opposed to just going through the motions or whatever. Yeah. But I've probably seen like 20 massage therapists Holy in my smokes. life. A lot of them are, you know, one and done kind of thing. And I just would not book them again. Of course. Um, but it's, it, it is very tough finding someone that's good. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm still looking. I'm open to recommendations. <laughs> I've had similar uh, calf issues and I've always had a calf issue. That's always been my thing. I think that's the rule of like big calves. Like you kind of just deal with like the issues that come with it, especially yeah. playing ball. Ball yeah. is the fucking worst on your legs. Yeah. But um, getting calf work done is not fun. Do you do anything else other than massage to kind of like open it up? Not really. Like or to help out the while, recovery? Like I'll kind of like stretch it out or I'll do some like hand massage. And then sometimes I'll go like on the steps and kind of stretch yep. it out like that. Yep. Do like 20 seconds. I've noticed that that helps. But when it gets to the point where it's painful, you've already gone too far. And it's like, oh shit, like I need to go do that. I've had a lot of trap pain as well. From you know lifting weights when I played softball with Pete and those guys, sometimes it was so bad that like I couldn't even look at the pitcher. No, I'd be like this, and I'd be like, because <laughs> it was just so painful. So just getting work done is it's important. Is important that it helps so much. I want to tell you with a, a little sac- uh, a little secret with calves. Yeah. So for calves, if you ever want to invest, they're really cheap. They're only like 30 or 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. If you ever find compression calf sleeves, go Are home. They? They're fucking money, dude. Absolutely fucking money. If you want to, if you want to boost your run, or if you just want to boost your recovery, um, whenever I work out, I don't wear that shit. Like I'd rather just let the blood flow as it naturally would be. Yeah. But you want to increase blood flow, so it's not just like the Under Armour tight stuff that you want to wear. You want to try to find like that compression. Super tight ones. That's super tight. That's also gradient compression. So that, there's like compression that's like Under Armour stuff that you can find at every store. Yeah, yeah. But there's gradient compression that you need to find. And that's the stuff that actually helps recirculate the blood because it's actually pushing blood in a specific way to help recovery. So uh, calf sleeves have been a big, big money saver. So if you can find them. Where did you get yours from? uh, Luckily, of course, National was like blowing out a bunch of them. Um, But the one reason why you don't buy calf socks or um, compression socks versus sleeves is because you could just put it on and you don't have to wash it every day. When you're putting on a sock, like how often do you want to wear that? You don't want to wear it every single day. So if you're looking for help, uh, try some compression calf sleeves. They are fucking money. And I can Especially in the cold, they'll probably help too in the cold runs. Significantly, significantly. Yeah. But it's just another way to like improve blood flow so that you know your calf isn't getting too sore or your ankles are not kind of suffering a little bit. It kind of moves some of that blood so that you can actually like yeah, get some more oxygen yeah, to the yeah. area. I'll look into that because it'll definitely help. It's legit, man. It's legit. So I know that was running has been a big part of your fitness just recently. More COVID, I guess. More COVID related. Yeah. So how has your gym routine changed now? Obviously pre-COVID and kind of during COVID as we speak right now. Is so it- let's, let's start from the beginning. So like I started working out at Maple Community Center when we wow. were probably like, I want to say after high school. Okay. So me and Stolf used to train together like five, six days a week. And we would go in and we were, we were probably stronger back then than we are now. <laughs> We would squat, we'd bench, we'd um, everything, shoulder press. And it was good. The thing that I really missed that if, if you can train with someone and getting back to everything else, scheduling with a friend is a lot harder. But like having a spot is so important if you really want to push yourself to get stronger, right? You can, you know, do squat rack and you don't really use it. But like you can bench, you're doing a shoulder press. Yeah. You need someone there to help you get through those last kind of reps, at least back then. <laughs> so now, like I said, like I've 
18, 19, 20, all the way up until like, I want to say like 27, 28, I'd go hard. I'd go like six, seven days a week. And then I got a little bit more into basketball, was in one or two leagues, just because of recovery, work, all kinds of shit. Like, it's still, tough to like still work out, but instead of like five, six days a week, it was like three or four, which is still, I guess, a lot. When COVID like happened and like gym shut down, I was like, oh, whatever, like I have some stuff at home, I'll buy some. We talked about this first, like finding equipment is hard as hell. Yeah. Like, and then there's only so much you can really do with a dumbbell, but that's kind of what I've done. So I went from like full training and my friends make fun of me to this day and I'm going to, whatever you post a clip, I'm going to send this <laughs> to them. Everybody else used to say to me like, yo, like you're kind of big, but like you, your workouts are so shit. Yeah, right? Because, like, they'd go in there and the pe- people that are saying this stuff would be, like, you mean the go- biggest slackers. You like, mean they, in the gym? In the gym. Oh, they say like, oh, like, shit. Yeah, like, oh, okay. you're pushing weight, but, like, you know, you're, it's too easy for you or, like, you're taking too many breaks and I'm like, let me do my thing. Yeah. Let the results speak for itself back then, right? I was in good shape. but now You like, still are in good shape. Yeah. Well, to be honest. Yeah. To be honest, if I look at you now and I haven't seen you, like, at the gym before, yeah. you look significantly leaner than you did before, but... Not that you lost muscle and you lost everything. Yeah. You still look like you're still big and strong. It's just you're leaner. Yeah. Like the biggest I got to was probably, I don't know if I ever got to 250, but like 245 for sure. The and low, uh, you're not gut 245, 250. No, no, no. It's That's never, not you. That is like, never you. No, I just no. want to put that out there. Yeah, yeah. No, never been gut, but never been shredded either. It's been like a bit of like mix, right? But sure. never, never like a gut. So now with the running is like, and it's very hard to maintain that size and then also cardio and like play sports and be able to be strong and whatever. But I've always wanted like the strong look similar to you. Like I want to look like I work out. I want to be strong because I'm playing sports. Like there's all kinds of things that I'm kind of doing. And just also like for myself, I want to look a certain way. Being taller, I'll always look leaner than someone that's shorter than me, right? Sure. But with the workouts, man, like it's been a big adjustment for everybody as we all know now. Going from having everything in the gym um, to, you know, not having much. Yeah. I, I bought dumbbells that I talked about but it's just not the same and you come down in the basement like me and you don't have that same inten- at least I don't have that same intensity I'm I- not gonna lie I don't either I don't either I don't. right but like I from March when they shut down up until when did things open up August July uh, I want to say July I want to say March July. April May June July like five months like I I'm not as big bulky as I used to be I want to I don't want to be bulky but like I want to get back some of that strength and size I lost okay. a bit of both but it's hard and it, it's so much harder to like put on strength and size than it is to run. Yeah. I can go run 10K every day if I want to and all most people will like, you know, you'll see results dropping weight as opposed to like getting lean mass. Sure. Um, so for me, it was just like, damn, like how can I kind of maintain this somewhat size with the limited accessibility to weights that I have? Of course. So that's why I bought heavier weights and I've always done heavier weights not to be strong as hell, really. More so to like, if I'm only going to be in the gym three or four days a week and I only have time to do one muscle group a week, want to push let it. me maximize what I can because I'm only going to be here a certain amount of time, right? Yeah. And now we don't have that. <laughs> well, the good thing is you have like legitimately some something. good pieces at home, I which is good. Yeah. It's better than buying a $700 set, man. If you ask me, that price for that set is just That's the thing. Like, if you look at it and gym memberships, most people let just ballpark pay about four... 400 bucks Ooh, a year? That, I think that's significantly higher than that. Okay, even, even would, more okay, so. Okay, right? so let's ballpark it. Let's just ballpark it at six. So much. Yeah, let, okay, so let's just say six. And I, I I told you a price. So like weights went from a dollar to a dollar fifty a pound a year, two years ago to now with COVID being up to like 2.5, 2, 2. 2.7, right? So when I was buying stuff, it was like 
okay, like let me buy one dumbbell, do some core work with it, right? So it's like I'm doing a chest with something and it's like you got to stabilize. And then I found that barbell. So it's like an Olympic bar with 295 pounds of, of plates to put on and yeah. it's 699. And you're looking at that and you're like, that's a lot of money, right? You do the math and you're like, how much longer gym's going to be open or sorry, be closed. <laughs> closed. And from day one, I was like, I don't, I, like when March happened, I was like, yo, this is going to be a year that things aren't open. <laughs> And I wasn't too far off. Like they opened for a That's few true. months with That's big true. restrictions. And I remember Joe, my buddy, like when it shut down again, like a month or two ago, he's like, gyms will be open by March. I'm like, yo, you're dead wrong. I was like, <laughs> let's place your bet. I was like, I can't see anything opening up until like spring, summer. And even when it does, restrictions, of masks course. on, 10 people in the gym where we had last time. Yeah. Like, I heard you guys had cones on each floor. Is that correct? You got a cardio cone and you had like a oh, weight yeah, room yeah, cone? Yeah. So we had to like book... I think Good Life was like that too, right? We were already on that train. So at first there was not even an app. It's like you had to call on like a call on the radio station when you're like yeah. 10 years old. Yo, can you book me in for this? Line's busy. Line's busy. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I'm paying for this service, right? Yeah. Then they had the app that went on and like it was literally like 9 p.m. every night you'd have to book. John, if you missed it by 10 seconds, oh, I know. you were not working out that next day. Oh, I know. And it's like, yo, like, what, what's going on here? At least you had a chance to get it next day. Because with Good Life, if you weren't on... You guys had two days, right? No, it was a week out, man. Oh, shit. Yeah, so like if you were not on at 12 or 12.01 or 12.02, you could not work out in a week. Yeah, man. Because everything <laughs> was gone. But they're still charging you full pop, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, so hence the me not going back to a gym. A lot of people, and I feel bad, obviously, businesses, gyms, all that stuff. Because nothing they ask for. But if you're not getting the service... Like my parents, for example, like... That my, they bought like a stationary bike like my mom and, and dad from time to time will do like you know just riding on the bike sure stay loose and they never want to go back to the gym for the fear of the virus so like you're gonna get people that will just never go back it's which true. is sad for both the gym and for people that want to go to the gym it is it is true but you know what I think there's still always gonna be that subset of people that will always sure. want to go to I'm the gym I'm always gonna go back so as far as people not going to the gym i don't think that's ever going to happen i think there's always no, going to be a numbers good are going to go down though like enrollment at gyms is going to go down enrollment at gyms will go down i mean gyms are going to have to start looking at their leases and start figuring out which ones are worth keeping and which ones are not yeah because if you look at richmond hill and like thornhill or where i go there's two gyms like right down the street from each other and yeah, if you good think about woodbridge, if you yeah, look at yeah, woodbridge yeah. there's three gyms that are tight like yeah. close to each other even four if you want to put that together yeah. so I think some gyms are going to have to make some calls, but I think at the end of the day, there's still going to be people that want to go to the gym and get like the full use no, of, of the equipment. Yeah, yeah. It's, especially once we're able to, like it's going to be like New Year's all over again when the gym's just slammed because everybody's sure. trying to get back. Sure. But it's something that I missed and I talked with a few friends about this. I miss the workouts for sure, but I also miss seeing friends. Like there's some friends that I don't see unless I'm at the gym. Yeah. Unless I play ball. Unless I'm working with people, right? And there's just... I miss like the social aspect of it mm-hmm. too, even though like I'm not going to the gym to chat up anybody, but just like there's people that like, I just, like I said, don't see anymore and it kind of sucks, right? You're like, oh yeah. shit, how you been? How you doing? And you just kind of like drift apart. But the workouts, the social aspect, getting out. I mean, like when we were sure. locked up the first time, I was like, yo, like I don't mind this drive to work anymore. <laughs> you know, just time in the car, listening yeah. to music, doing whatever. Whereas you're inside all day and you're like, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. How many episodes of Fresh Prince can I watch, <laughs> right? Uh, so... When you were at the gym, when you first started with Stolf, what was the goal? What was the goal? Was it just get big, get strong, go size? Like, what yeah, was the goal like, at that I think point? that was always it. The biggest, I, especially with him, and I guess a lot of people, we all want to be as strong as, like, lift the heaviest weight. Yeah. But there's also, like, okay, like, I'm not seeing the results. I want to look like LeBron James, or I want to look like whatever, right? So then, you know, you're not seeing your body change, but you're seeing the strength gain. So it's like, okay, now I need to eat better food. 
Hmm. Eat more food, take more pre-workout, take more protein. So that, I guess the goal for us was always when you're younger, it's like, I want to do two plates, whatever, right? Like squat two plates, bench two plates, curl 50, 60, whatever it was, right? So we would always kind of push each other. And between having, you know, like one of your best friends there to spot you and then also challenge each other, those are two things that are good for, you know, like your self-growth. Pushing that line and going past it. Yeah, exactly. And just like that friendly competition. Yeah. Yeah. Did anything change goal-wise when you first started out and you like progressed six weeks, two months, four, four months, a year? Back then? Back then. Did anything change for you at all or was it always more or less the same? Like, you know, get sides, let's get big, let's get strong. Yeah, like even back, I feel like back then I had more of a schedule. I'm not like, I'm not much of a schedule guy. Anybody that knows me podcast everything and just like okay like this is an idea i'm going with it yeah Whatever, right? no offense man because when you say come to do the on the block with me i'm like yo no problem yeah yeah, yeah. but like when do you want to do it yeah and i was like that's kind of me like asking you for like a kind of like a schedule that works for you yeah but you're like just come and i was like wait hold on i need a schedule like look <laughs> so we're the opposite we're the complete opposite i need a schedule like i yeah. need to look at my calendar and say okay this day boom i'll go yeah so like when me and Igor are doing our show, we'll try and do like a Saturday. That Saturday used to be our day when we would do it because everybody's like off work. We can kind of do that. Yeah. And then in terms of like topic, it's just like, I, I don't know. Let's say Igor is coming on Saturday. I know that like the Raptors have like a four game West Coast trip that we're going to kind of wrap up on, right? Or All-Star Briggs coming up. So we're going to talk about that. Um, so whenever you come on, if you want, if you want, to, come, talk, I'm, I'm if fully you want to talk ball, like I said, I'm fully whenever open. you want to come on, I'm always looking for someone to talk ball and someone that knows ball and you do both. And then also... For the life aspect, you know, I want to have you on for that and talk about everything that you've done in your life. But getting back to like the goals and everything, back then it was just like Monday would be like a chest try day, Tuesday would be back biceps, Wednesday leg shoulders, Thursday off, and then repeat the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Whereas for the last, fuck, as long as I can remember, it's like, what haven't I done in a while? You know what I mean? Or sometimes at LA Fitness, which is terrible, your cousin might tell you this, in its peak, I would try and avoid Mondays, and that's why I got into a Monday basketball league because on Mondays, man, it was like... Was it packed? Oh, my God. You couldn't get anything. It's Seriously? Like, it's like, okay, I'm like, I'm going to do chest today. And you get there, and it's like, all there is available is maybe like a squat Car- rack. And the cardio downstairs. Lucky. Yeah, or cardio machine always. Or like, <laughs> you know, a tricep extension. And you're like, okay, now I'm kind of forced to doing whatever's available. You're wasting time. So it got to the point now where we're just like, okay, I'll go in. I know I'm going to do let's say legs on this day and then like an upper body on this day because things are not as busy with the gym. Especially yeah. I was going to say, you could just, there. you could just table your workout the opposite direction that other people are doing That's it too, right? So like Monday was a chest day. It's international chest day on yeah. Monday, right? So I do legs on there, right? And then all of a sudden people started kind of doing that same thing. Like, you know what? I'm not going on Monday anymore because it's just too busy. And then I'd start Tuesday. And then with gym, the gym, like I noticed on Mondays, Tuesday, busy, busy, busy. And then it's a massive taper. Fridays mm. is dead. Interesting. Saturday, Sunday, it's like you can do whatever you want. But Monday through Wednesday, very busy. And then the rest of the week, at least at my gym, was like people kind of slack off. Weekends okay. coming and that kind of thing. So I do that. Did you, uh, so you knew, you did Pavilion Gym, Maple Community Center, LA Fitness. So in order, it was Maple. Then from Maple, I went to any time in Maple when that had opened The one up. that's, uh, that used to be the beer store, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And I remember I was working with my dad. That was probably when we were like 18, 19, 20, maybe even like early 20s. And I was like, oh, like Mabel closes at 8, eight or 10 o'clock. I'd get home late. I'd work out late. And then my workouts were shit because I would just go so late. My strength would be done. I was like, let me get out of here. And then me, the only reason we went to Pavilion was because they had a ball court. And to me, mm. that was so important, especially yeah. we were playing a lot back then. So I went to Pavilion for a bit. And man, that membership was like, I want to say like 80 bucks a month back then. No, don't get me wrong. It was a great gym. 
But but like it's being over a and above. Student paying eighty dollars a month. Now I'm paying thirty eight bucks, and it's has everything that that gym had. There's a reason why they're not open anymore, man. <laughs> a lot of reasons they're not open anymore. Probably. So from there to about two years at Pavilion, once again, met a lot of good people there. I've met more people at gyms than like anywhere. In, in I would agree. Yeah, I agree and with you, man. A lot of people I meet say like almost like the complete opposite, especially girls. Like girls would be like, oh, like everybody at the gym is like you know, trying to meathead? get hit on, yeah, oh, like okay, that kind yeah. of thing, right? And I'm I don't like meatheads. Like I'm more of like a, do you like sports? Do you like whatever? Let's talk. Recruit guys to the ball team, right? <laughs> yeah. Like all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but um, from there, two years at Pavilion, I've been at LA since 2012. Wow, wow. Do you miss that gym now? I know it's closed, obviously. Like, or what's your plan? I guess when things start to slightly reopen, are you like, yeah, like going to be I'm, one of the first ones oh, to get back in? Yeah, oh yeah, I'll you be are. One of the first ones back in. And I've always done like, if there's masks, you have to wear a mask, wear a mask. I used to wear like, even like the gloves when it first happened. So in terms of that kind of stuff, following protocols and all that. Um, but I miss like, even like I said, like the barbell, I thought about investing in the barbell. We're talking about the price, 700 bucks. So it's almost, you're paying more than you would in a year. But if I had one piece of equipment that I could take, it would be a barbell. barbell squat deadlift rows everything right yeah. and you have so much weight you can do everything with. that's true you can up it lower it that's true whereas opposed to just having you know like a dumbbell that's not adjustable and you're kind of doing whatever you can with it yeah but i'm trying to base on like when are gyms going to open up how long will i use this for is it feasible in the future will prices go down it's like a grand it's almost like an all-inclusive vacation kind of buying is. that kind of thing right? I, I think the way you can also look at it is it's also an investment so even if you do buy it it's never going to go bad it's never going to go bad number one but also number two you could just resell that shit for just about the same price so True. if you want to get in you want to get out you can get in and get out True. so yeah it's $700 now but maybe you get back $600 and in four use. months yeah. and now you get $100 for four months worth of use <laughs> might have to order it online now <laughs> <laughs> um, that's kind of the same logic I had with this so when I got the rower uh, I think so before That's an I, amazing machine, machine, by the way. It's the awesome. best workout. It's fucking awesome. It's a, it's like a back workout and a cardio workout. It's, it's for me. I find it as heavy cardio workout. I just see the Canadians goal right now. I just want to give you a score update. Four three. Jesus Christ. Um, as far as uh, the workout is concerned, I'm in love with that machine. So when I was playing elite ball, um, we played for like we played pickup. That was basically all it was. We picked up the court. It was straight pickup. The reason why I got this was because at that time I was learning to do some powerlifting. Okay. And at that point I was kind of fluid in the motion, but I wasn't I wasn't doing it correctly. Yeah. So what I found is that this actually loosened me up a little bit so that when I got to powerlift, like I was better. Yeah. But what I started noticing out of this was the longer and more that I kept pushing myself, the longer and harder I can push myself at ball. Yes. Which, Which I was is yeah, fucking crazy. That's what I'm saying. Like the cardio even with me and running, like if when, if and when we ever get back to playing basketball, like my cardio might not be like amazing because there's always people that are just in good shape, whatever, right? But for me, my cardio is going to be like through the roof compared to what it used to be. Fair, yeah. Like five, like I always remember like the first five, ten minutes of my basketball games were the best minutes. And then after that, it's like I'm always running the beep drill from like, I was like, <laughs> oh shit, running, running. And then it's like, oh shit, I got to throw up a shot now, right? Yeah. But now, yeah, like the performance from cardio in this machine is going to help everything yeah and that's the biggest part that you can take from it it's well one that's one of the biggest parts the other part was we were talking about like the barbells and the weights and the investment of actually like making that jump and leap yeah for me it's obviously a significant investment but i think you have to value what a gym membership is like you said so if a gym membership is four to eight depending on the person yeah so like what would be your annual give or take four ish 
Um, let me just think about it right now. So it's like, let's say it's 40 bucks a month. 10 months is 400 bucks. Just yeah. under five, 480, let's say. Okay. Uh, I was kind of on and the... That's a good price, I think, too, That's right? a pretty good price, yeah. especially for an LA Fitness. Yeah. Uh, I was on the significantly higher end, but that's also because I was paying for my girlfriend at the time. Okay. So, I, I still was, but uh, I was at the like, 860 range okay. for a year. So, when I price 860, missing the gym for a year, that was 1800 bucks. Like, it's pretty... Obviously, it's significantly more, but if I plan on doing this for a longer period of time, and like, that's it'll pay never, off. that's never going to, like, break down... No, from what I saw, it's not going to break. Like, I've had we've had my treadmill at my house, probably close to like twenty years. Now, don't get me wrong; we didn't use it all the time, but like <laughs> it still runs perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah. And a machine like that, like I don't know, it, it's it's one of the best investments you can get. I agree. And I it agree. Doesn't take too much space. No, I, you know what? It actually does take a bigger foot space than uh, a treadmill does. So we did have a treadmill like, the exact same spot. Yeah. And it does take up more floor space for sure, yeah. uh, but it's not big. And like I can crack space. that in half. Yeah. I can crack that in half if I want to. Yeah. Um, but what I think is important out of this is I think if there's fitness equipment out there, I'm really against everything on Facebook Marketplace. I didn't even know Facebook Marketplace you didn't, existed. Did I tell you like this? Three months ago. I didn't tell you about Facebook Marketplace at all? mm Okay. An ex-girlfriend of mine was trying to sell stuff recently. <laughs> somewhat recently. And she's like, there's, well, I guess most people are using Kijiji, right? Yeah. And like Facebook Marketplace, I saw and like opened up my, like, I don't even have Facebook anymore. I'll like deactivate it sometimes. It's like, oh, like, can you log in via Facebook? And I'm like, oh shit, I have to activate it. Facebook Marketplace is like a different world for me. Yeah. yeah. But there's just so much shit out there. It's another Kijiji. It's another, if, if you ask me, it's a better Kijiji. Oh, really? Because on top of that, you can also see the the user who's selling it. Yeah. And you can actually make it a call for yourself to determine whether if that's it's legit. safe or not, or if it's legit. Of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. If a guy in Brampton is selling brand new Nike gear in small, medium, large, and extra large in bag, yeah. you know, there's something fucking wrong of with course. that product. Yeah. But if someone's selling like fitness equipment, it's the best fucking place to get it. Because you can actually negotiate with people, but you can also see if people are being legit. Hmm. Like you can see if people are actually like trying to mark it up or if they're actually like users of the product. Yeah. Um, but what I kind of against, I, I fucking love Facebook marketplace. Yeah. What I'm kind of against this time of COVID is like, I do not want to buy from like all these resellers because at the end of the day, these guys are just basically trying to make the profit from someone that's desperate to go find that product. Fitness stuff. Specific, yes. Specifically yeah. fitness. Yeah. Cause like for someone like you, you're looking for a barbell. Oh man. So if you're going to buy a barbell from someone, obviously you'd love to support a local business. Yeah. But at the same time, you don't want to pay a guy on Facebook Marketplace that's double the price just because he has a product and you don't. Yeah. I'm also that guy that would never pay. I like I, I would never pay more money for anything that I know I can get a better price for. Mm, me too. So it's like, why, like I don't need it that bad where I'm going to like drop everything. And if I can get, let's say what I was saying before, 700 bucks for the, for the, all those plates, why would I go to, especially that much money? I'm not going to pay like a thousand. I wouldn't pay a hundred dollars more to get it from some guy if I know I can get it cheaper. Sure. Because what's stopping me from going to get it if there is a supply available true i think that's kind of for me like my my background is obviously in retail so i know kind of like more or less Price what prices are. oh yeah. yeah for sure so i just don't want to pay more than i actually have to yeah but at the same time i can't make it reasonable for myself to pay these guys to make a profit so that i get what i want i don't want them to get what they want you know exactly. what i mean yeah it's it's a, it's a tough tough like world right now but if you're looking for fitness gear, definitely try uh, Facebook Marketplace because it's a really good place to buy. I'll some check shit. it out. I have some like light weights that I was trying to sell too. Maybe I'll put it on there because people are probably gonna buy it. Yo, you wanna guess how much I sold those weights for? You sold? Yeah. How so much? just uh, 120 bucks. And how much is it? How many plates? Uh, so six fives, so 30, 
6, 2 and a halves, another 15. So 45 plus a 10, 55 for a buck 20. Wow. But, Facebook Marketplace? Yeah. But again, that's not something I'd ever use. So at the same time, like if I'm not going to use it, then obviously I'm going to just use that cash towards like obviously like a rower or something yeah, else yeah. that I want to do. So yeah. you can definitely sell stuff and you can definitely find stuff on there too. Uh, but if you're looking for fitness equipment, man, it's probably a good place to start. Because that's the thing. Everybody's like, oh, hey, do you want to buy something used? And I don't really care. Like, weights are weights. I don't really care about buying it used. But when I went to go look online on, especially Kijiji, because I know Facebook Marketplace existed, it was just like $3 a pound for things. I'm like, are you guys crazy? Like, yeah. I'm not that dumb, and I don't eat it that bad. Yeah. yeah. It's almost insulting, some of the prices that it's these insulting. people are putting. It's like, come on, man. I know. But it's this time, man. I think um, it's obviously tough that COVID is obviously here. And some people are definitely struggling, but... I think people should be rewarded for waiting out for something that they're looking for. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for weights and you want to buy it from like Rogue or if you want to buy it from Fitness Avenue, if they have it, mm -hmm. I think you should be rewarded for that than me being the capitalist and saying, I'm going to go buy it and sell it to you to make my own profit. Yeah, to make what? That's like bullshit. 50 bucks or 100 bucks? Like, yeah, some people on. are doubling it, man. Really? I know people that bought, I think I texted you about that dumbbell set, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Costco one, right? Yeah. So I have a buddy and I hope he doesn't listen to this, but fuck him. He, <laughs> he bought this set for 300 bucks and they were selling it for 600 I saw that same set. I think it was like on Fitness Avenue for like 600 bucks. It's like a gold grade go. for it. From uh, I think it's like from 5 to 45 or 5 to 50, one of the two. So that one was definitely higher then. So this guy I think was like 5 to 30. Oh, okay. So it was only 6. So 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Yeah, so 5 to 30. Whereas the one from Fitness Avenue, if that goes all the way to 50, it's not a bad deal. Because at least you're getting another four extra dump. And well, we, four more than that. And we talked about this when you asked me, like if you've been working out for a long time, like, 30 pounds probably isn't enough mm, for yeah. men that have been working out their whole life. Same for me. Like, it's good for certain things. But like I said earlier, like, for me, it's just like, can I get enough weight where it's like I'm giving myself a workout and it's worth my time kind of thing. It's like, you're going to do 30 pounds for like a chest exercise, right? It's yeah. Like, what am I doing? Is it worth the money as opposed to, but the heavy weights are so expensive. I know. I know. Like you buy, let's say you want to buy hundreds or 80. Let's just even say hundreds because it's an easy number. It's like $500 for <laughs> 200 pound dumbbells. It's so stupid. It's crazy. It's like, yeah, would that be ideal? Sure. But like $500 for two dumbbells? <laughs> like I can't wrap my mind around spending that money on it. No, no. Especially you shouldn't you, be. You shouldn't. But people are, people have been doing it. People have been doing it. But again, I think this is the market of fitness equipment. We're all at home. We're all like trying to keep ourselves occupied. We're all trying to stay somewhat fit and like, you know, somewhat active. And unfortunately, people are going to try to make a profit out of it too, right? It's wild. Yeah. <laughs> so I know you talked about your gym exercise uh, experience from like the past yeah. kind of more how it's evolved into today looking back from now all the way throughout those years mm -hmm. has your philosophy of like how you train and how you exercise changed obviously COVID has changed that significantly but like has your goals changed has you know what you're trying to aim for your image has that changed as well or is it more or less kind of about the same for you I, I did so, like, if I could tell, like, my younger self something, let's say, like, as, as, like, things to do, I would do more. I got into deadlifts a lot, like, the last few years. Now, compared to people that deadlift, like, there's guys a lot smaller than me that push a lot more weight. I think that deadlift's, like, the best exercise, one of the mm -hmm. best ones that you can do. And that's something that I wish I did from, like, way, way back. But form is very tough with that. Yeah. And finding availability. I could also imagine the height for you is also oh, a significant rough. challenge. Yeah, right? it's not easy. Same <laughs> with squats and, like, everything, bench and everything, right? It just... Maybe it's an excuse, but things are just tougher when you're, I don't know. I mean, squats should be more or less 
about the same. I would just feel as if the the deadlift travel is significantly deeper it's a, for you. It's a longer distance, I guess, yeah. the average person, right? Where at the squat, I mean, you just go down to you sit down. Yeah. You take a seat. But, like, with a deadlift, you gotta, you don't have to go all the way down. But if you do, it's a long travel, man. Yeah. So, like, I remember when me and Stolf used to train, we would, and we were, like, 21. And we used to, th- like, throw 120s with everything almost. Like, chest 120, shoulders 120s, rows. And I look now, and like, like I said, between injuries, I've had, I've had every injury you can possibly have, almost, right? Like, I know that you've had a lot, too. Yeah. Dislocated shoulder. Oh, torn patellar tendon. Tore both my ankles. Um, I've had, like, some back pain. Hip issues. And, like, I'm getting better with things. Like, I'm stretching more. I'm taking more time off. Most of my injuries were basketball-related. So now, with, like, when you have an injury, it could send you back, like, a year. Like, I remember I had one bad ankle injury. I wasn't playing ball for, like, nine, ten months. It was Jesus. rough. Um, so then, like, you do that, and it's always like a you know, like you're climbing the hill again, trying to get back to the weight that you did. So that's why I've always also tried to like do like heavyweight with good form. Good form to me is like good the biggest form. thing, right? Like bottom to top, making sure that like what you're doing, chest or whatever you're doing, because I don't want to injure myself with bad form trying to do heavyweight. Trying never to glory made, lift. Yeah, and I've never been that guy, anyways. But it's like just. But if you're pushing a lot of weight, I mean, it's not that it's glory lifting, but you're like trying to do it. For the sake of doing it too, right? Yeah. It's like to, to push yourself because same with running. You run 5K, you can do it for two months. Okay, eventually this is a bit easier. Let me up the distance or the pace. Yeah. And it's the same with weights. But with weights, it's almost like you get to a certain threshold. And naturally, there's only so strong like a, a man can get, right? Yeah. So it's just kind of like pushing myself, not trying to do as heavy always, doing form, kind of like doing compound exercises for me too were important. Like yeah. I said, like the straight leg deadlift, normal deadlifts, clean and jerks. Uh, the presses, all that kind of stuff I tried to get into because that was things that helped cardio. They were things that like, were full body workouts as opposed to going in and doing like a bicep curl. Sure. Which everybody kind of does anyways. But just doing different things and, and um, like I said, pushing yourself but not to the point where it's like, I used to leave the gym and I'd be like, okay, shit, like I'm so exhausted. I need to kind of pass out and like take a few days off. We're now just like go in, do your work recover for the next day and, and do whatever. What does that uh, heavy split look like for you? So I know you said you'll go heavy, but then, you know, kind of back it off and maybe like try to work more balance into that workout throughout the course of the week. What's like a heavy... Weight? Like how much weight am I Not doing? necessarily the weight, like the, the frequency. So let's say if you're working out like four or five days a week, mm-hmm. is it like two days heavy, three days kind of light? It's one, always four? heavy-ish. It's always, like I'm never doing like light. I'm not I'm like... Not doing like 20 reps or anything like that. Sometimes okay. I'll do pyramids. Um, but for the most part, it's always at least 80% of like 70 to 80% of my max, usually okay. at all times, with okay. everything. I'll warm up with even squatting. Like I'll put a 25 a on you know, just to warm up. Same with bench. I'll, I'll start off very light, do 20 reps just to get the blood flowing kind of thing. And then after that, it's, you know, slowly work up to whatever I'm doing and then kind of, you know, cool Come down back and to taper get back down. to what I'm doing. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so for, I know it's obviously a little bit of a weird time mm-hmm. for people that go back to the gym and so like, for, I don't know if you know, but I'm, I'm not going back. Oh no. <laughs> no, I'm not going I back saw, to the gym. I saw you post it. I didn't get the details. <laughs> don't worry, man. I'm okay. not going back to the gym. So, uh, that's kind of like part of my investment here. That's part of my investment with the bands. That's yeah. kind of like what I enjoy doing now. Uh, I'm not planning to go back to the gym, but I know a lot of friends that do plan on going back to the gym. Given the fact that they can get an appointment, there's not going to be massive restrictions mm-hmm. and you can get in yourself. What are some just generic tips that you can give the average gym goer 
to like really push themselves and like actually challenge themselves and reach those new goals the toughest thing for me was like the ego hit when i got back to the gym like i was saying like we stopped in march and even at that point i was not the strength of where i was let's say earlier because like i said between basketball just getting older and not working out as much and then i get back and it's like trying to max out every because like with the cables and stuff for the most part i'm almost maxing out most of the machines and then after like six months off i'm like okay let's do this and it's like not there oh my god it's like this is like i'm looking around like this is embarrassing <laughs> and it's like i know that like i said like i maybe five ten pounds 15 pounds just because you can't do that stuff yeah advice to people is just whatever you listen to your body i agree yeah like if if you were you know let's say curling 30s before and you're trying to do 30s again but 20s seems to be what you're getting you know or 25s do that bench squat whatever it is because you're gonna end up hurting yourself i agree yeah. and you don't want another setback <laughs> i don't <laughs> so it's just listen to your body slowly get into everything the first week back even two weeks back was such an adjustment because like i said before like when you squat for the first time in forever that pain i was having everywhere in my body for like two weeks yeah and that's fine it's gonna happen anyways but just getting back and trying to aim for where you were before maybe you're squatting two plates maybe you're squatting three you're not going to do that when you get back in the gym. No, take you have a squat time. rack at home, which nobody does. <laughs> so just relax, do your thing, and like, it's going to come back. It's going to take months for sure. Like, yeah. you're going to be in for a rude awakening, but take your time getting back into it because it's not going to come back right away. Yeah, I think that depends on the person as well. So if you're an avid gym goer like ourselves, I think we'll get back into it a little bit quicker. It took me like a month, I want to say. That's not like that long. Get close. That's not that long. Yeah. I think that's good because I, at the same time, I was doing like a lot of hip and glute things to kind of like just activate the lower half i love working the lower half yeah and um yeah it took about like two and a half weeks maybe three weeks to get back to it yeah. but i do remember that one week i went back and i was like let me just try to push it just see where <laughs> i am and i felt loose i felt good i was i had a good sweat and i was like let's just see where we're at i did it but at the same time like two or three days after i thought i was You're like fucking pain. broken oh yeah yeah so i i think really kind of getting away from that ego lift uh it's gonna hurt accepting it just yeah. really accepting yeah. where you are yeah so uh, it, it's going to take some time to build backups. So yeah, I wish you luck when you go back, man. We're all going to need it. Well, maybe not you because you're doing pretty much everything here. Oh, I'm fucking not going back, man. I told yeah. you. I'm not going to go back. But you have enough weight here to, to do everything? <clears throat> um, so weight hasn't been... Weight has been a thing for me on my lower half that I always wanted to focus on. So like making sure my hips, my glutes, my hamstrings, quads, like everything in the lower half was like extremely strong. Mm -hmm. So I don't have the weight to obviously push that. Like I have bands, but I don't have weights to pull that or push that. Um, what I do find is that in any movement that you're doing, so let's say be a squat, a deadlift, a bicep curl, like whatever movement you want to do, uh, I'm very much more focused on a really, really hot and quick concentric movement and then like releasing extremely slow with eccentric. So it's like kind of like a five to one kind of ratio. Yeah, yeah. So you actually get double the benefit in like making a snap motion then you do like a standard like bicep mm -hmm. curl i remember even doing like negatives or a big thing that are similar to that too like you could do half the way that you would normally do let's say on a bench press and if you're negative and then throwing it up it is a burn yes it is so i i, I definitely enjoy that side of it on top of that i've also noticed like you said i've gone through a lot of injuries myself as well too I just don't want to go through that road again. Like if I start playing ball again, I'm going to have my own set of injuries. I'm accepting that role as I go play ball, but I'm not going to damage myself. It. Yeah. I'm not going to damage myself in the gym just mm -hmm. to like be stronger, look better, look more fit. Mm -hmm. So I found that bands, you're not loading your muscles up 
with dead weights, with a plate, with a dumbbell. I never did like big chest presses on the bench or I never did like dumbbell chest presses. Mm -hmm. I just don't want to load my body with specific loads of weight. So mm -hmm. like a dumbbell specifically is a load. Whereas I would just add the resistance. Like the resistance training for me is a little bit more important. And you can add, I think especially with that blue one that you have there, you can add more bands to make it the resistance stronger too. Yeah. When so I went to Fitness Depot, they had a bunch of those. So depending on the band that I'm using, um, I'm throwing a red and the green on there right now. But if I'm doing like a good morning, I'll do it with all three bands and then I'll make sure I'm doing that snap motion and then like eventually slowly releasing. So you get some of that similar benefit. Yeah. Um, but I definitely don't have like the heavy stuff. Like yeah. obviously don't, I'm going to miss a little bit of that. But at the same time, I think that stuff kind of like made me a little bit more of a broken toy sometimes, you oh, know? Really? Yeah, like whatever, man. We're, we're young guys. We go to the gym. Whatever. There's a couple good looking girls around. You kind of get into that glory lifting kind of mode and, yeah. and then it those hits day, you. Those days go eventually too. <laughs> but those, I miss that too. I miss going to the gym. Like I said, seeing guys and girls at the gym. It was, it was fun, right? It was kind yeah. of motivating to just kind of, okay, like let me go back to doing the workout. That's yeah. something that I miss at home too. Yeah, that's true. And you'll never get that back if you're working out at home. That's true. No, you'll never get that back. You'll never get that back. But you know what? I, I had one injury... Uh, kind of glory lifting and kind of just trying to hurt? show off. Uh, Hyperextended my left knee. Oh, shit. And I partially tore my MCL because it Was just it like squatting? basically snapped back. It was a box jump. Uh, yeah, so uh, whatever, man. I'm going to tell this story. It's going to come out at some point. There was a honey walking by and I just, it was too <laughs> good to look at. So I looked at it and uh, this was like years and years ago before my current girlfriend. So there was a honey walking by and I uh, I was like, fuck, I'm going to just put another step on this box and just going to fucking smash it. So and you hurt yourself jumping or landing? So it was more landing. So I got to the top. I got to this top, but like my foot didn't go like this. It went like that. So this step kind of like jerked a tiny bit. And at that point, I'm like 17 steps up. I'm like, fuck, I'm going to drop. So I just tried to come down with my feet and my left leg just like went yeah, the other way. So uh, yeah, I'm the not glory lifting side. Not worth the jump. <laughs> not worth the jump That's at all. Awesome over the jump but um yeah I, I think balancing being realistic like taking your time when you go back to the gym and understanding like it's going to take some time to get back to where you need to get to that's that's 100 just accept the fact that it's going to take time yeah i think you have to just like the raptors lower your expectations <laughs> lower your expectations and everything's going to be just fine uh i agree i agree i wanted to talk about this on the podcast with you but let's let's kind of like touch on to the raptors a little let's bit go. Uh, I've seen, I've been seeing a lot of your posts. <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of them. Are you seeing the hate too that people are trying to give? So, do you want to start by the player? Or do you want to start by the team? Go team. Okay. Yeah. So, I think people's, like you said, I think everyone's expectation of this team trying to win a championship this year. If you're thinking that this team is going to win a championship, you're fucking crazy. Well, especially at this point, at two, two and eight or whatever. They or even at the beginning seven. of the year. Like, how dare you challenge this team to go win a championship? But I think that a lot of people thought that maybe they could get to the East Final. I think that that oh. would have been... Even, like, it went around. So, I saw your other post the other day. If you exclude Ibaka, Gasol... I think that was you that did this. But if you exclude Gasol and Ibaka and replace it with Boucher, Baines, Len... You bump everybody up the line. Yeah. How do you expect this team to compete with Boston or a Brooklyn this year, or a Philly this year. I think that goes back to the expectation. Like, I think you need to be realistic with the players that we had and say, this is not a championship team. It's not. 
it's not and it probably wasn't last year too like even you look at Boston and when we played them like how many ways are there to go with us the Raptors don't have superstars yes they've never been a superstar team and that's why when Kawhi came I remember even when the trade happened I remember saying yo like this team can win a championship and people now in, you know in retrospect it was like oh yeah like yeah we saw that coming like nobody thought that was a possibility mm-hmm. everybody's like maybe you best case you get to an East final because we did that we got swept by LeBron and we, I think we went to the East final twice I think people were more concerned about keeping him they weren't thinking about winning championship. They were just thinking about the really trade. nobody really thought that there was a legit shot that they were going to win a title. You know how much... Trophia, I agree. He's coming off I agree. a quad injury where he played like 10 games the year before. I agree. Talk, so there's that. Is he even available? Does he want to be in Toronto? That was another one. Like he doesn't if even he want to be in Toronto, right? Yeah, yeah. So many things. But getting back to this team, it's just like... People thought that Boston got worse. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, hey, like who did they really bring in? They brought in Tristan Thompson. They're still a small team. They lost, you know, Wanamaker. They lost a few guys and it's like... How did Toronto get better? And everybody really, including myself, underestimated the losses of the big surge. Two. More so surge, right? Like Gasol, I think that I listen to a lot of podcasts. Like everybody thought Gasol was done. We will, All you need to do is watch the Boston series. Like the guy, even the whole year, he looked terrible. Yeah. And first they blamed it on he played too many minutes and it was a finals run the year before. So it's like now it's another year and he's still shit. And slow slow missing layups at seven feet tall with a seven four wingspan like come on and we're seeing Baines <laughs> do that now and we're like oh shit we're like yeah we got this last year from Gasol but like the interior presence at least Gasol now I think the only team that Gasol can really play for is the Lakers because it's like yo we don't need you to it's score true. just stand there and run like a two-man game with LeBron or AD just you know just be a massive guy mm-hmm. get a rebound put your hands up and be big you've done your job we're gonna play 20 minutes a game but Ibaka I think was the biggest loss because it gave them a bit of everything. He's like a weak side shot blocker. You got rim protection. He can shoot the three. He can post guys up. He can shoot the 15-foot jump shot, space everything out. Pick and roll, they easy. They have nothing that they can do now with any of their big guys. Yeah. And I kind of blame that on whoever you want to say, Webster or Masai, where it's like, yo, like, you didn't do a good enough, like, you didn't even do your team due diligence replacing them. Like, you got Alex Len, who's like a and third Baines. center, right? And I like Baines, but I feel like Baines, too, is like a backup center. Yeah. So then I was like, we're seeing Siakam struggle. We saw them last year. He made excuses in the bubble, which I wasn't buying. He's a second or third guy for me. Uh, Kyle Lowry is another guy who's like a second guy. Yep. Fred, I'd, say, I, I'd almost say even third guy. Yeah. Like two and a half. Especially, at this, point, especially half. at this point, his career is like a 34-year-old guy, sure. right? OG, as if you've listened to my podcast, I met the guy on the street during the finals run. Great dude. As a basketball player, defensively very good. Don't and, ask him to create for you because he's not going to do and it. And I saw your uh, your take on his hand. And I and I laid it out on Igor and, and a lot of other people. And I'm like, yo, like, there's people like people in the industry that thought he was going to win Most Improved Player. And I'm like, should I be a scout? I was like, <laughs> yo, I watch this guy dribble a basketball, and it's like, what are you guys seeing that I'm not seeing here? He can shoot a three if he's open. He'll do his little reverse dunk when he'll get the ball underneath. But he's he'll not a creator. Pick up a rebound. What has he ever done in his career to show you that? He's in like year three or four now. It's like you you make leaps. Like I've seen nothing. Same with Norm. Norm's been a guy where it's like I watch him play and it's like calm down. Like where are you in a rush to go? And when he does his dunks and he's dunking on guys, it's amazing. His jump shot looks rough as hell all the time. Yeah. It's so violent and it goes in sometimes. But now we're seeing it's like, you know, like is it possible that nobody on this team can be consistent? Like, you look at all their box scores. Who's been, Fred's been probably their best guy. Fred's been their best guy. I mean, I think we give him the last game the exception because that was coming off a of back-to-back. Yeah, whatever. And on top play. of that, he was chasing Steph Curry the whole game. Well, yeah, you're going to be like, Give him that. That's fine. But all these guys, it's like, you know, like, 
we've now we're realizing, and I don't know how much evidence guys need. It's like this is not. It's almost borderline a playoff team. Like I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs four or five games into the season. Everybody's like, "Yo, pump the brakes! You're overreacting." I'm like, "Show me otherwise." Yeah, yeah. What faith do you have in this guys? Other than the fact that yeah, they have a ring with Kawhi Leonard, but like they've lost. Like they have no centers. They have no bigs. And they I have no center, Boucher. no big, no depth. No depth. Boucher's no depth. good. I'll give him that. Like he's really impressed me. I wasn't his biggest fan two years ago. And the guy's coming in scoring twenty and eight, and he has a limited role against certain guys that he's matched up against. But it's like. If you guys think that these guys are going to rattle off, like, you know, 8 out of 10 or something like that, like when you're already 2 and 8, prove me wrong because I don't see anything happening. I think that's a, I think that's just a championship expectation. You get they off. won 50 games forever. So it's like, sure, I get it. Why should they not? I agree. They'll make it work. They get guys like Fred, undrafted guys. And it's like, uh, show me someone on this roster that's going to be that next guy. Or show me an NBA history where that guy that's not been drafted has ever been a Fred. Never. It's never, ever been a Fred. Or Siakam, right? Where it's like, and, and Fred and Siakam, like I said, they're both, I don't want to say they're not good basketball players. They are. But as you know from playing ball and I've been watching ball, like one player can make a big difference. Yeah. But finding that one guy that can iso ball and get you a bucket in the play, that's why like Kyle and DeMar playoffs never worked. Because mm-hmm. we you know, very quickly realized these guys are great regular season, but throw them against the Wizards who are not even a good team. And it's like, <laughs> these guys shoot like 30%. Yeah. It's like they're 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 embarrassing themselves. Like I said a, a bunch of times, like Demar fouled out of that game in Cleveland because it was like remember Casey was like benching him in the fourth quarter. Mm, I remember it was that, yeah. like so cringe, and I'm like, yeah, I remember that. These guys are great players, but they're not like game changers, and we're seeing that right now. And then teams like Charlotte, who's been a basement team forever, they look good. Uh, Brooklyn used to be trash forever. They're good. The Knicks are putting games together. It's like there's no gimme games anymore. No. Where it's like, oh, we're gonna go to Orlando and win a few games, or like Miami's Miami's not trash anymore. The East has always been shit for a couple of years, and I think it's starting to become the flip. So normally it's always been the West that's always been strong, but I think this is actually the first year where the East is definitely and stronger than the West. Yeah, the West is top heavy, and then the rest of the teams are like, eh. Yeah, um, yeah. I think just the expectation just needs to drop. So I think if as long as people understand that it's not a championship team, but the problem is I think the people that jumped onto the Raptors are all from the championship team. Yeah. So they still have that expectation to say, oh yeah, well nothing's really changed. Why can't Siakam drop thirty points and drop a triple double every game? Like, come guys, back to me. Come back to me in another month and give me an update and see how they're doing. <laughs> I'll find out, man. Don't worry. We'll uh, we'll definitely talk about that. We'll talk. I'll have you on and we'll talk yeah. about that. <laughs> uh, and then quickly, yeah. hot news of the day: James Harden gets traded. Oh shit! Yeah. Okay. Have you talked about this on the, your pod or on your no, side No, I was going to do something tonight. I might do something. Sorry, like man. A five-minute thing. It's all good. Um, James Harden, first of all, looks like, pregnant. As you know, <laughs> right? like he's nursing. Yeah. It doesn't look good. It's not a good look. The thing that I didn't like was he's almost playing like a victim in this, right? Which is mm. like he got there from OKC. Nobody thought he was going to be as good as he was. He killed it. Won, I think, two MVPs. Yep. If not two, he should have won. I think it's, it's two. Um, and then he lost to Steph Curry one of those years. Like, the guy's a bona fide superstar. Doesn't try on defense. That's cool, whatever. But it's like... Getting better. Getting better. No, he's not getting better. He's getting better. His post-defense is good because he's a fat ass and he can kind of hold his okay. position. But but I've seen him legit, like, walk out of the lane on a he layup He still before. does that shit, man. I mean, all superstars do. But I've at the same seen time, a guy he's trying die. a little bit more. I've never seen anybody die on a screen. Like, I've seen him. Like, you can brush his <laughs> shoulder and he's, like, just falling to the ground. But... To get to the point, like they brought in Chris Paul, who we've seen on OKC and on Phoenix now. Everybody had had him written off after the Clippers, right? Yeah. Goes to Houston, Winner. stud. Went to OKC, made them into the playoffs and like could have won around. 
Phoenix, turn them around. So then you bring in Westbrook. And Westbrook's, you know, like a very polarizing player. But, like, the guy had talent. He had Dwight Howard when Dwight Howard was yep. still a good player. Yep. It's like, yeah, we brought in three Hall of Famers for you. We traded a lot to get all of these guys. What have you done for us? Right? So it's like at one point, he's looking around, and it's that Fresh Prince meme where the house is empty and yeah. he's like this. <laughs> he's looking around. D'Antoni took an assistant job just not to be around him. Daryl Morey quit. Well, well, D'Antoni's going to be reunited with him. Now he is, which is yeah. very ironic that you say that. But even so, like... You, like I said, you're looking around. You're like, hey, we've given you everything to succeed. What, the, what could we have given you that we didn't? Durant or LeBron? Yeah. Chris Paul's maybe the best point guard of all time. And he argued with him. Dwight, Dwight wasn't at that point in his career, but he was still relatively a dominant center Dwight at that time was in his dominant. career. Like, he wanted to be a post-up guy, which he wasn't. But still, like, we've seen Clint Capella get, like, $100 million just from winning sure. a pick and roll. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. It just, you look at it and you're like, yo, like, it's not like we, it was Vince Carter where it's like, we didn't give you the right pieces. This is on us. They did everything they could for him. They traded away so many future picks yep. to get guys. Yep. And it's like, man, like, you did this team dirty. And the shit that he's pulling now with, like, the whole airing out dirty laundry. Did of, he like, say anything more? Or is it just, well, just more of, like, where he's like, oh, like, this has run its course. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah, yeah. that it got this far. Because when the so season I, started, so and he was with one of the rappers, baby, little baby, or, whatever yeah. it was giving stacks in Vegas without a mask. It's like, this guy is really trying to get the hell out of there. But it's almost like disrespectful to a team that did everything they could for you. Yeah. They've never done anything wrong for you. Brought in Chris Paul. Oh, you don't like him? Sure. We'll take a loss on shipping him out for Russell West for whatever trades they're doing. Like they've bent over backwards and like given him 200 plus million dollars. Never took a home discount. And it's like, now you're going to turn around at us and like, try and get pennies on the dollar for you by doing this fiasco that you're doing for us. It's just yeah. like, I lost a lot of respect for him. And he was one of my favorite players earlier in his career. I still think this team was actually still constructed to win as it is. Team? Yeah, currently as it is. So if you think of John Wall, Christian Wood, I know Boogie's not Boogie. But if you look at even just those three pieces with a PJ Tucker, I think Ariza's back in. They definitely would have been. Eric part, Gordon's still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, those guys are all older too. But like, I, I still think that they could have been like a four or five seed. If Harden wanted to play basketball, yeah, I agree. And if he was, you know, if he actually, if he really was all in, to try, if he was all in, they, there's no reason they can't be the second or third seed. Yep, I don't see why not. And I think they could have obviously pushed and still been a really good team this year. It's He's just, just a toxic dude, is the point that I'm really getting at. And I wouldn't want him on my team because yeah. when the season was starting, everybody's like, "Yo, would you want him on the Raptors?" And I'm like, "This could be a Kawhi situation. You get a superstar. Everybody else is a, a spacing kind of guy, play defense. This could work out. Maybe you stumble into a finals." But now it's like, uh, he's traded, but it's it's almost like, why do I want this guy to you know mess up our culture? Kawhi yeah. didn't even do that stuff. That's true. That's true. I mean, he may have done that, but the guys were just so in it together that I think they kind of were... I think the Toronto guys were desperate at that point. I think all the guys that are playing with Harden right now, they're just looking for their peace. Like, they're at that point in their career where they're looking to either win, get paid, or just get out. Something. And he's giving them nothing. Yeah, basically. Uh, I gave it to my friends, but... One of the craziest things, I don't know if you saw it earlier, was Boogie called out James Harden earlier. Yeah, and I can't stand Boogie, but good for him for saying that. Yeah, and honestly, for Boogie to say that you're in the wrong, you're you're definitely in That's the wrong. That's bad. Yeah. <laughs> you're in the wrong. Yeah. So that was uh, that was a turning point. We started talking about it in our group, and uh, he was traded like within an hour. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, all, once he made that announcement, everybody, and then I think Igor messaged me today, and there was a report that came out. They're like, yo, we're not going to trade him, and we're, or we are going to trade him right away. He's not going to play a game. Yeah. And it's like, oh shit, like everything's getting it's real now, which it should have been from before, but I guess they didn't want to devalue him as an asset, it's too, true. right? Yeah. 
But looking at the hole they got for him. Stupid, man. Can you why, imagine? Why would you do that for? Why would you do that? That's, I guess, just unfortunately the price of a superstar now. But when who, we, my question is, who are you bidding against? Philadelphia. Same division. They're not giving up Simmons. Uh, they give up picks. They're not going to give. They don't have a Levert to give up. Uh, they don't have a Levert they don't to have give a Jared up. Jared Allen to give up. Mm, true. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's really what it is. It's like you, okay, you're buying weights, right? We're talking about weights. Do I have any other options to buy weights? Yes. Okay, I'm not buying from you. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. So it's like okay, Houston want, but like how many? There's a lot of teams, probably including Toronto. Masai, based on character, would never bring him in. So once again, it's like how many teams? A does he want to go to, even though he has no say. But yeah, like he doesn't where, have a no trade, right? Yeah, no. Okay. But it's like, what team is he going to fit into? What team has the assets to do it? And what team is willing to give up those assets? Okay. And to me, it's really only Brooklyn. And you could throw Philly in there, but if Philly was never giving up Simmons, why are you, like, it's like, not even just all the picks and all the players, which is insane. Pick swaps. It's like, <laughs> Picks and pick swaps. What? It's both. So hopefully, Jordan Crawford I was talking with earlier is like, yo, this is good for us because like, where the Brooklyn might be in the same thing they were when they traded for Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett. It could be. You get a few good runs. Could be. Kyrie Irving's a guy that I don't have enough time to talk about. And it's like, <laughs> maybe in two, three years, they're going to be terrible again forever, which they probably will because they'll have no picks, right? It could be. Could be. Could be KG and all over again. KG, Paul Pierce. Could and be that winning a title. I'm down for that. <laughs> you know what? Anything that gets us back to somewhat normal yeah. will make me feel a little bit better right now. So... Even just going to attend a game would be nice. Oh, I know. I'm sure that'd be great for you too, right? Yeah, I'd love that. <laughs> um, I kind of want to taper a little bit back. So we, we went to obviously uh, some of the health, the training, and the exercise that you did yourself and how you kind of had to evolve that over COVID. So how have you been, if you don't mind me asking, how have you been eating during COVID? Eating it's been good or? It hasn't been too bad. Um, I'll snack. Like I'm not one to like, you know, go through a bag of chips or anything like that or like kind of chocolate. But with me, sometimes if I'm eating bad, it's just eating too much carbs, right? Like at work, where there's a really good Jamaican spot where I am. <laughs> so I'm getting a lot of like jerk chicken with rice and all that kind of stuff. What location, by the way? Um, intersection is Broadview and Danforth. Okay. It's called like Caribbean Dutch spot, I, I believe it's called. Okay. Really good spot if you're near to check it out. Um, but even that kind of stuff, right? Like the chicken and the rice and, and a lot of good Greek food by Danforth. But at home cooking pretty good, not eating bad. Like my weight has been pretty, pretty steady, pretty steady. I'm not That's eating good. bad. And like I said, I'm working out enough and running enough to kind of be at a good, good kind of weight. Yeah. And like I said, you're looking significantly leaner than I've seen in other pictures before. So that's a good yeah, thing, man. It's been a while since we've seen each other too, but yeah. Uh, but I think it's also just being at home. Like you don't, you don't have that accessibility to go get fast food all the time. I know you're working every day. I'm still working more or less every day. Yeah. It's still easy to go out with like, Go through a drive-thru and pull up some shit food. It's still easy to hit a McDonald's drive-thru <laughs> or whatever it is, right? But, like, it's just making those decisions where it's like, okay, like, we're not kids anymore. Where our metabolism's fast. Stop eating this shit. At the same time, you're also not working out as significantly heavy as you used that, to be. So, you're just not going to put on as many, as calories. many calories. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, when you were in that big stage before, like, mm-hmm. trying to grow on strength and trying to get size, be stronger, get bigger. Did your nutrition kind of change? Were you, like, tracking your macros? Like, what were you doing food-wise? I've never been one to track anything but I, I did eat a lot like I also I would be up earlier I would eat I'd probably have like five meals I'd say like three big ones obviously but then like I used to pack lunches I guess meal prep point too. not necessarily meal prep but I, I I guess like just like that day I'd bring something I'd have more so like snacks and then also like a let's say a chicken and rice was always a big thing because it's very simple and easy yeah um spinach salads um cereal in the morning so it was never like not the worst cereal but like kind of like shredded wheats kind of stuff yep 
So I was just eating a lot more food because I knew I wanted to get bigger. Never, like a, like I said, like a fast food guy, but just eating a lot more calories because you're burning and you want to gain size too. Of course. Protein, tuna. Like I used to eat so much tuna before. <laughs> After work, I'd have like a tuna tuna, and then like a protein shake. It was like my go-to. Nice. Yeah. Did you follow like grams of protein per body pound? Did you like, were there any like rules that I you followed? I remember trying to, but it was very hard to like track things. Like I know, I remember, used to remember like a can of protein. If you look at it, it's almost like... 30 or 35 or something like that. Or yeah, right? Yeah. You have like a protein shake, you're like, shit, like I'm already almost at like 40 or 80. Um, and two then, a day? Hmm? Two a day? Two shakes no, a day? I never did two shakes a day. Okay, okay. Because there's also that thing too that people would say, oh, your body's not really absorbing as much as you're always giving it, especially if you're having shakes. So I would try and have more of the chicken, the tuna, the fish okay. to get my protein. More of the actual protein itself. Yeah, okay. and kind of space it out so that your body wasn't just like dumping it on your system to like break it down at once. I try and space out the meals. But these days, no, man. It's almost like I'm having like three meals a day and I'm eating, like I said, a little bit better as opposed to before. I'm not just eating whatever the hell I want. I'd mix in chocolate bars when I was younger. Or we were, you know, <laughs> playing whatever. But now it's just more so like just, okay, like can I get in enough calories to maintain my weight as opposed to overeating and, and trying to gain. So it, it, it's, it's so tiring to eat that much food i remember it really like, when is i was it really is man mid-20s and i was up to like 240 or whatever it was it was so stressed like oh shit like i gotta eat this meal again <laughs> let me like down it with some water and that was never fun too and i never wanted to get into like bodybuilding or anything close to that but it was like yo this is just way too much work this is not what i signed up for yeah, yeah. i want to be bigger but like not at this cost <laughs> <laughs> i remember uh being at work and uh, every three hours, I wanted to like give myself a mental check to go back to my lunchbox and like make sure I was getting something yeah, in. Everybody used to have this, like, yo, every three hours you need to eat something. You know, within thirty minutes of your workout, get this in. And it's like, fuck's sake, it's too much work. Yeah, yeah, it became too much work for me at one point that I just didn't find it worth the gain. I didn't see it worth the result at that point. God rest his soul. Me and Julian used to work at GNC with this Who? Sorry? guy. I said, God rest his soul. One of our coworkers passed oh, okay. away a long time ago. But he used to tell us BCAAs, vitamins, all this kind of stuff, protein, creatine. Because we used to sell shit at GNC and he'd be like, oh, hey, like, does this work? Does BCAAs work? And he'd look at you and he'd be like, hey, like, you've been using this for so long. Do you see any results? No, stop using it. And I remember thinking that and I was like, that makes so much sense. Maybe vitamins you might not notice as much. But even like with the BCAAs, everybody's like, oh, I'm big on this. It's good for recovery. Mm -hmm. If you notice yourself recovering better and you don't think it's like a placebo effect, all the power to you. I never saw it really that much. Creatine and pre-workouts for me, the proof's in the pudding. Like they always work. If you want to get bigger, use some creatine. Yeah. If you want to get some energy and like mix in the creatine, the pre-workout, the BCAAs. I used to have C4. Dimatide <laughs> used to have some good products back yeah. in the day. Pre-workout for me was the one thing that I needed because I'm like a low energy kind of guy as it is. And like getting into the gym, I'd be like, oh shit. But if, if I got that pre-workout in, I feel like I'd have like that you know, rush and strength where that I didn't have if I didn't take it. Yeah. So that for me was the biggest thing was is, pre-workout. Is pre-workout like a must? It's a, it's always a must for me. Even like going down in the basement, like if I don't get it, I feel like I'm going to pass out. I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> like, I'm, oh, like everything's exhausting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pre-workout is always the thing for me as well too, but I do notice that I have to cycle because the effect really? of this kind of drops ah. a little bit. So when I say cycle, that means I've been using it for like maybe... I want to say eight weeks to 10 weeks consistently. Mm -hmm. And at that point, there is still a benefit, 
but I also kind of fear that I'm just taking it just to take it. So I kind of want to come back off of it so that I can you come back on. it and get off and come back. Yeah, yeah and then yeah. I kind of feel that lift back again because I definitely feel lift when I cycle. Yeah. But when I did it steady, it was almost as if I just kept doing it just to do it, you know? Mm -hmm. So pre-workout is a must for you? Always, yeah. Creatine? I started using it, I want to say, like, I went to uh, I went to a store and it was like a buy one get one half off. So I bought a few pre workers and they threw in a creatine and I was like a okay. little one and I was like, damn, I haven't had creatine since I was like mid twenties. Yeah. I was like, let me try it, whatever. But I have noticed that it does help with strength and a little bit with size too. Okay. Especially like I said, if you're not eating, the average man's supposed to eat two thousand calories, let's say, right? So maybe me, I would need to eat three thirty five hundred something like that. And it's like if I can't get those calories in, the creatine might help me look a little bit bigger. And the strength aspect with it, like I said, helps a lot too. Okay. I've noticed. BCAAs? Never. Never bought them never individually. Them. I remember actually Extend or ex yep. Extend, I think, from way back in the day. They tasted good, so I had them. Yeah. But I was like, eh, I don't notice too much of a difference. So cool. I stopped using it. Kind of fell off of it? Yeah. And with all the pre-workouts that I buy, there is some BCAAs mixed in it That's too. That's true. Right? So. Are there any other uh, supplements that you would say are like part of the daily regimen as part of working out for you? I got into magnesium a lot recently because I heard it helps with sleep. Yep. Um, yep. So I have like a magnesium, a vitamin C, and a vitamin D that I take. Nice. Not for working out, obviously, but yep. just for more. So I did notice that the magnesium helps with sleep for sure. Yep, for yeah, sure. Yeah, like a deeper sleep, feeling more recharged in the morning. For sure. Did you also notice, uh, did you read any studies about vitamin D? No. Or did you hear any like no. hoopla about vitamin D over yeah. this COVID time? Yeah. So um, I'm going to miss a study, but there's two studies I came across. Yeah. So I never use a supplement D, C, or B12. Like I, those would B12 never. B12 is supposed to be really good, but I never take it. Yeah, it's all good, man. Like I, I take it. I started taking it more regularly. So like, give or take the last ten months, I've been on it for like eight months. So I do notice a little bit more of a, a lift, yeah. like not a significant lift. It's not like it's pre-workout. Yeah. Um, but I did read two studies specifically about D, and it was in regards to COVID and populations that were contracting COVID, mm. and the populations that were contracting COVID were significantly D deficient. So like I might have heard lacking like significantly in D. Yeah. So the populations that were not more protected from COVID, but that were healthier from COVID, less susceptible, less susceptible, uh, less at risk, were people that were either right. sufficient or higher in D. Mm -hmm. So as soon as I heard that, like I went onto the, the D dose. train, and uh, I don't know if you noticed, do you buy vitamins on the regular? I just started the last, like okay. I said. So I bought I bought a bunch of C, which I have now. And then I bought, I had a D that came with it. And now the one that I have, so I have uh, magnesium by itself is like 500 milligrams. And I went to Costco a few weeks ago and I ended up grabbing, it was a D2, one of the D ones, magnesium and C all combined into one. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I, I take a, a mixture of all of those. I'm trying to be more diligent with them. The last, like I say, like few weeks before the magnesium was like, oh shit, I remember to take it every other day I take it. But now I'm trying to just wake up, have my coffee, have my water, and then down my vitamins in the morning. Yeah. Uh, and I have noticed it helps a bit. It does help. Again, it's not a significant lift. It's not like you're going to wake up and say, you know what, I feel super energized yeah. after I took all these vitamins. But it does help like over the course of the day and over the course of like a long period of time, you'll you'll notice a benefit for sure. Yeah. Um, any other supplements, vitamins that you're starting to take? Something new that Those you try? The only vitamins. Um, I just bought like three packs, six pounds of protein. So I have 18 <laughs> pounds of protein because a massive sale at Costco. Like the, uh, the scoops? Yeah, yeah it's yeah, yeah. Uh, Muscle Farm, I think it nice. is. Nice, the Combat? Yeah. Yeah. In the bag? Yeah, I don't mind. As long as it tastes good, it's all the same shit to me, right? So yeah. I got those. It was like 35 bucks for six pounds. I'm like, I'm going to use this. May as well buy it. You get the cookies and cream, didn't you? So that, that's all they had, but they <laughs> ran out now. So I have one cookies and cream, and now it's only chocolate. Oh, okay. 
I didn't think they the, sold chocolate. I thought no, they only I sold think, cookies I feel and like they just like, they ran out of their quota. So now it's like, okay, throw in the chocolate. That's all they yeah. have. <laughs> but like I said, it was just so cheap that I got it. And also what I really noticed too, after a run, more so than a workout, I'm like, let me get in this shake. Yeah. I'll put some frozen fruit in there. Um, yeah. A lot of ice and water. And I, I'm, it, it might be a mental thing, but it's also getting in the calories, the vitamins. I'm like, this is, I feel like it's helping me a lot after a run. So a lot. I'm a big combat guy. I'm going to share that story with you in a sec. Did you try any other protein before this? Oh, I've tried every protein pretty much there is. I remember <laughs> Isoflex was the yeah. one when we were growing Black up. Black hand, red oh, lid. But you got to think of how much prices have come down. Do you remember how expensive it was? Almost yeah, it was $100 for like oh, they'd a five pound. You. Yeah, they'd gouge you like crazy. And for what? Like you look at it, like I said, the whole results to like what you're paying for things. And like nobody's ever getting big on protein. You're really trying to just get in your calories and your protein intake. Yeah. And spending $100 on like four or five pounds, whatever it was. It's like, five pound jugs, yeah. No, thank you. Like, so how much you, money did we piss away? Were you still doing Isoflex or like what was No, so was then it got to the point where like I go to college. Like when we first started like long time ago, when whenever we were like young enough to 18, 19, 20, I don't know if you remember, protein tasted disgusting. Yeah, it was shit. Like bad. It was almost like chalk. You wanted to like puke out after. But I'd say like the last 10 years for sure, especially the last five, like the taste, the quality, everything is just, I haven't had a bad protein shake. Yeah. And I've tried like every brand since. Now, like I said, I've done a lot more of the Costco one because of why not save the money on things? And it's been the Combat Muscle Farm that, that, I've, that I've got. But I've also had a few of their other brands that I've had, vanilla and chocolate. I don't notice a difference. Yeah. Have you noticed a difference? Because you're running late. So you're, are you taking your uh, protein shake late as well too? Yeah. Like if like on Sunday, I ran, let's say it was like at 11. I got in at like midnight. Um, <laughs> I can't even imagine finishing a workout at midnight. I know. Everybody says that, but I've always been like a more of a night owl. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll have it as soon as I get in. I'll okay. down, usually I'll down like a water bottle right away to buy me some time because I'm so dehydrated after that distance that I'll just go in and I'll make the shake and I'll just kind of down that too. Okay. And then take a shower and go to bed. Uh, massive, massive fan of combat. And the number one reason is it has casein in there. Do you know the oh, difference so the of weight? releasing, right? Yeah massive hey. <laughs> dude it's really good for you overnight man yeah. it's really good for you yeah so when i was in my like i guess my fit stage at that point yeah um i did notice that way earlier in the day was always a little bit better for me uh, i've cut now way completely but i did notice that the casein later in the day later at night was fucking the money slower releasing one yeah, yeah and it's money at night yeah. dude it's money at night yeah. do you notice any differences in the morning when you wake up no soreness any like stiffness more so like i said at the beginning when i started but ever since i've done it more consistently and, and worked out and like i said like eating better better like yeah. everything's been a little bit uh the, re- the recovery has been pretty good okay cool yeah. uh i'm always on the fence with like recommending a lot of supplements to some of the people that i know mm-hmm. but there are some definitely that i like i'm a die hard for and that i just have to like say you, you definitely gotta try this yeah is there something that you live and die by Supplement-wise or vitamins-wise that you'd rather suggest to like some of the listeners? Vitamins, no. Like for the pre-workouts, um, I used to use C4 a lot because mm. I was also like, I love the small serving size with it and it was really good. And then what I would do is when I would go to the States around Christmas time with the family, I'd load up on pre-workouts because they're a little <laughs> bit stronger and stuff, right? <laughs> and then that would last me until like my birthday in March. I'd be like, oh shit, now I need to go find something else. 
Now, the one that I have right now, I don't recall the name. The C4 as well? No, I don't have C4 anymore because C4, like, I don't know. I feel like it's not as potent as it was or maybe I'm just... There's different, to... there's different levels to it now, I find. There's one that, like, they'll sell, like, winners, which is, like, the light version. I yeah. don't, yeah, I don't get that. And there's one that's at, like, a Walmart. It's, like, C4 Sport, but it's definitely yeah, not as... Yeah, that's the same kind of thing, yeah. right? Whereas the GNC back, they'd have it, like, locked up, like, it was, like, some <laughs> kind of gold. Those yeah. are the ones I used to take, like, the 60 servings one. But um, I'll have to find out what it is and I'll message you. But I don't remember off the top of my head. I know that it's yellow. And okay. I take it. But pre, that one I've noticed pre? is pretty... Which one? A pre, you said? Pre-workout. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, that one for me has been one of the better ones that I've had. I really feel like also the caffeine level, I don't know how high it is, but I, it's, for me, that's the one that's worked best for me. Strength, results, alertness, all that kind of shit. Okay. Yeah. A good pre-workout, I guess, right? Yeah. I, I think pre-workout is something that people need to like start looking into for themselves. Yeah. Because um, again, it's sometimes hard to just get motivated to like walk into your basement and get a workout in. Or like you said, just get ready, get started, and get going. The thing that I notice with pre-workout, similar to coffee, and people, friends of mine that are like high-energy people, like Tosen, and, and my buddy Nick, you might know Nick as well. Fentus? Yeah. So yeah. like all these guys that are like high-energy people, like they're up here, my level's here. It's always been like <laughs> that, right? They're naturally just strong, powerful, quick. Whereas me, it's always like, you know, bigger kind of guy, more strength, not as fast twitch. The energetic people taking pre-workout or coffee, they can't even handle it because they get headaches. They can't focus. Whereas me, it's like, yo, give me two scoops. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> so it depends on your, I guess, like your your makeup too. Sure. As opposed to sure. like how much you can tolerate, how much is good for you. And if people can actually like do it and get the results that someone like me or you might get from it. Right. It depends. Yeah. You have to listen to your body like everything else. Like you said, listen to your body. But I also don't believe in the full scoop. So I don't know about you. I'm this guy too. So I have how friends that- you have. How many scoops do you have? Oh, I'm like three quarters of a scoop. Ah, okay. I'm never, and I'm never more than a scoop. I never even get to a scoop. Okay. But uh, like you said, I'm I'm down here yeah. with you, and then I have friends that are like up well, here all the time. You're a morning guy, aren't you? I'm a morning guy, but again, like it's more of like the slow rise, kind of okay. like slow to get going, and then when I'm in the mood, I'll get going. But I need to get lifted. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I have friends that will just wake up, pop out of bed, and just be like, "Let's go, let's go, let's go." And I'm like, "No, no, I gotta I take wish my time. I was that guy, but I'm not. Same. Yeah. Same. But I think it's important that you take some. It doesn't have to be a full scoop, but even if it's three quarters of a scoop. I'll usually do three quarters. The mo- I've never taken two scoops with anything, but sometimes <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do like the scoop where there's a little bit more on top and I'll throw yeah, it Yeah, rounded scoop. And I really feel like, you, you know, you start like twitching <laughs> and shit. I'm like, oh shit. Dude, the, the C4 got me feeling like that. So that's why I can't take it's the C4. It's the beta anymore. alanine. Or it whatever, is the beta right? alanine. So it's the skin, but it's also like the finger twitchiness. Like I couldn't get my fingers to and like there's chill. there's theories to that too, whether they think that it's actually working or if it's just like an effect that thinks that you're... Because the beta alanine gets you to feel like itchy and, and whatever, but they don't know if that's actually giving you like that energy boost or if that's just the caffeine kind of doing it so even like yeah not every pre-workout has beta alanine is kind of what i'm getting at too, correct because right? they correct. don't know what it does but a lot of them have a lot of caffeine but i think that's also just something that people could take regularly if they want to take a cup of coffee or like, have some I'll espresso. Have, like i'll have like five or six cup of coffee a day and it doesn't affect me too much like i might okay. talk a little bit more or something but it's not like it's like oh shit i need to go for a run because i have energy to just fucking burn I'll have a coffee before I work out and a pre-workout, but if I just have two espressos, three espressos, it's still not at the level where a pre-workout would get me at. That's true. Pre-workout is pretty potent, man. It's like literally five or six times an espresso. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a few extra large coffees. (laughs) You don't want to have that before you go to bed. No, definitely not. Do you take anything before you run? So is it going to be a pre-workout tonight? I just 
Dude, I can imagine you taking a pre-workout at this time. I wouldn't say pre-workout. I would just try and have another thing to like. I just make sure I get my water in because I, okay. I, I don't want to cramp up or anything. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes I'll take a pre-workout before a run, but I'll have like half a scoop just to kind of get me going. Okay. And then, like I said, when I get back, I'll have a a protein shake just to get some kind of calories and some recovery for the. I guess amino acids and all that kind of stuff. I don't know if it's working or not, but I take it. Yeah, I, I think they do work. It's just a matter of, again, that longer period, taking over a longer period of time, it does pay off. But again, it's not something that's going to lift you significantly. It's not something that you're going to notice a massive difference You know, immediately once you take it. It's just one of those benefits that work in the back. Mm-hmm. It's like basically getting your vitamins in. It's basically what it is. Yeah, exactly. You might not basically feel it. something, but maybe you'll notice it more so if you're not taking them. For sure, for sure. Uh, food-wise and like supplementation. I know we talked about supplementation, but like food-wise, any recommendations you would want to make COVID times for someone that's trying to stay fit, that wants to be, you know, conscious of like their food and their calories that they're intaking, especially now when they're at home and not working out a heck of a whole lot? Go-to things that I've gotten to a lot recently are Brussels sprouts and broccoli for like nice. veggies. Nice. Um, I like to just, I'm no chef by any means, but I'll just dice, I'll cut the Brussels sprouts in half, put some olive oil on there and like some garlic salt put it in the oven for maybe like 20 minutes or so, take them out, put them in a bowl and eat them. Nice. Um, ground turkey, I would buy at Costco. Same kind of thing, put some spices on it and then either put it in the oven or in the summer I would barbecue it. Um, chicken breast, yes, but not as much as turkey and beef. Okay. I just, I don't know. I love the texture chicken, of the dry. it can be dry, right? Yeah, like yeah, it depends. Yeah. Especially really chicken breast. slow cook it. Yeah. Um, you got to be perfect with it too. Salmon. Salmon, I'll cook more so again in the summer. I'll put that on the barbecue or else I'll put it in the oven. And again, tuna, it's cheap, it's, yeah, yeah. it's good protein. and um, Typically available in water as well, or even if it's in olive oil, like who cares? It's yeah, still pretty good. Yeah, it doesn't good. really matter. Sometimes, usually I'll buy the, the, the water one, but then and I'll drain it to where there's nothing left, and I'll still drizzle a little bit of olive oil and some salt and pepper on there. Yeah. Um, and then, other than that, rice, rice more so than potatoes, but every once in a while, like a mix-in, but I'm not trying to bulk or anything like that so i won't throw those in but those are the easiest things to kind of cook i agree i agree they're simple you can like kind of like throw them all in the oven if you're meal prepping it'll last a while chicken rice potatoes broccoli like all that shit like, yeah like it's, those are your staples yeah for any whether you want to get bigger leaner it's just really portions that you're adjusting at that point point. Mm-hmm. and i also wanted to ask you did you uh experiment with any diet specifically so did you try keto? Have you ever tried, you know, going vegetarian? Have you tried vegan? Do you have friends that do that? Have you ever like ventured into that world? I tried keto. It was rough. Like, really? Really rough. I remember like the adjustments. I've, I've done more so of the, um, what's it, in, uh, intermittent fasting. Nice. That I've noticed had helped a little bit, intermittent yeah. fasting. But other than that, um, the keto diet was way too rough for me. I did some caveman diet. It's like kind of like the same thing, but just like the headaches. I was like, Ugh, yeah. I don't want to do this. So nothing ever stuck with you? No. Yeah. No. Just like I said, like every once in a while, I'll fast to like where I'm not eating my first meal until two. I'll do that maybe like every other week for about five or six days. Notice a benefit? A little bit. A little bit, yeah. But then like like same with you and your protein and pre-workouts, it kind of like cycle on, cycle off a little bit, right? Yeah. For me, I find the massive benefit for uh, fasting and I do this every day now. So uh, I ate before you got here, so... Um, seven thirty got here. Yeah, I have. So that was I my first meal today at seven oh, o'clock shit. or so. So yeah, I, I is it find like one meal a day that you're doing. It's two meals. So like basically, when you leave here, I'll probably make another meal. Okay. I'll probably make another meal tonight. But I, I, I think I'm kind of like a night owl, like you too. I don't fall asleep super easy, but I'm more of a night owl. So if I could, I'd stay up until like two or three o'clock mindlessly, just doing nothing. Uh, tomorrow I go back into work for the first time in a while, so I'm done my vacation. But mm-hmm. 
Uh, I'll do two meals, two big, very big, very, very big meals. So one at like five or six o'clock at night and one at probably like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock and that's it. But I do notice that like energy throughout the day is a little more consistent, a little more steady. Did you notice any energy levels and energy dips that changed when you were feeding yourself three hours a day or every three hours? Like when I was eating every three hours? Yeah. Because I noticed my crashes would like fucking crash. Yeah. Like especially... Having smaller meals is more important. If you have those big ones, you really feel after. It's like when you have lunch at work and you have a big lunch, you're almost like falling asleep after because your body's digesting it. Yeah. The smaller meals are important. And then at first with either like the caveman or the keto diet or any of intermittent fasting, all that stuff, the first week is really rough. And then after your body adjusts to it, it's a lot easier. But getting through that first week or 10 <laughs> days, whatever, is hell. Yeah. Blood sugar levels, low headaches. It's not fun. It just make sure you get your water in. As long as you're getting yeah, your water, water in throughout the day, then you're coffee. good. Water and black coffee, yeah. Um, well, again, thank you for coming to the podcast, man. Thanks this is kind of what we do. This is uh, just talking about like some of the things that we try to do, like exercising, you know, some of the things, things that we eat, how we recover, uh, and some supplementation that does work for us. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important for a lot of people during COVID times, especially, yeah. that want to stay fit, get exercise, and actually like try to do something active, mm-hmm. but are just having some troubles doing it. I think if you start somewhere, if you start with a pre-workout, if you start intermittent fasting if you start taking protein like if you start somewhere you're definitely bound to to make some steps towards where you want to go and any progress is good progress so i agree like yeah. i said like with my runs when i first started i was like oh shit like you know like <laughs> this is going to be rough and then after a while you're just like stick with it because if you're putting in the work success will come with whatever you're doing yeah running business podcasting so just stick with it the beginning same as the fasting is going to be rough but you'll see the results one week, two weeks after a month, and then things get so much easier. Totally. And someone like me is like, yeah, like I'm not a runner. I don't look like a runner. It's like a little bit like... Well, listen, man, you things, look like a runner nowadays. And huh? things are getting easier, and then it's like, oh, shit. Uh, maybe I'll run 15 kilometers in a few weeks. You know what I mean? Maybe like, I'll take on a half a marathon. I don't, that's No, I never want to run a marathon. <laughs> that's not the goals at all, man. I think you could no, do it. No, no, no. I'd have to... You have to change like a body type to do that kind of stuff, man. I don't think so, because you're, you're doing Would 10K. you ever see a marathon runner that's like 230, 240 no. pounds? Yes, I know what the typical body of a marathon runner is. They look like this, basically. It's yeah, I guess I could, yeah. It's not something I'm interested in. You could do like a 5K? Half marathon, maybe. Yeah, maybe you could do a five. Half. half is still 20. Yeah. 20 is something that I want to do. Yeah. And like the pace, like I said, might not be the best, but like a 20K would be nice to do. If I'm running 20K, I know that I'm in good shape. I think the point of it, though, is not to get to 5, 10, 15, 20. Yeah. You know that you can run. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of over a long period of time. It doesn't have to be like time. You don't have to be the number one person in doing the marathon. I think the point is just getting to the finish line. Exactly. So... Yeah. Uh, good luck, man. Thanks for having me good on. Good luck. Thanks fun. for being here, dude. I'll see you on mine very soon. Yeah. Uh, I end this in a specific way, though. Yep. Have you seen how I ended? No. Okay, well, I'm going to do this. Because I do this camera to end it. Yeah. It's a little bit ghetto, I know. But I wish I had one of those, like, little hand pumps. Uh, so I end the podcast in a very specific way. Yeah. Uh, so if you haven't seen it before, are you still going to go for your run today? <laughs> we'll see. I hope so. We'll see what time it is. I don't know what time it is right now. So 10-10. Okay. Yeah, be, yeah, be yeah. Because I usually run at like 11 anyways. Uh, where are you living right now? Don't, Ever. Are you still in Ever? Yeah, if you want to run okay. up on me, come okay. up on there. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so if you're going to go for your run to, a little bit later on today, yeah. this might help you. So when I end podcasts, yeah. I introduce my guests to something that's like near and dear to me. Okay. And it's in a flavor that I think applies to you. Mm-hmm. So I got it behind this computer screen here or behind this TV screen. So COVID friendly and COVID safe. Mm-hmm. When I took it out of the can or out of the bag... I grabbed this and I got two. So you can take the second cup. Okay. So we're trying to be COVID friendly here. I know it's, uh, I guess this is kind of like restricted what we're doing, right? Yeah. But 
Uh, so what I do is I introduce something ah. that I do or drink yeah. to my guests. So have you heard of kombucha before? No. No? If you want to take a look at the bottle, I got you some divine grape. I don't know if you like grape stuff. You yeah. like grape side? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so go out and get some divine grape. So basically kombucha is a fermented drink. Don't be afraid. It's a fermented tea. <laughs> so basically it's typically black tea that's fermented yeah. with a little bit of sugar. And then it basically creates carbonation. So if you think of the benefits of like kimchi or any other fermented foods, it's actually really good for your gut to actually kind of like clear out some of the inconsistencies that you might have inside. Yeah. Uh, in addition to that, it basically tastes like a, a nice carbonated water. You had the um, ginger ale, diet ginger ale there. It's basically a very similar type of drink. Okay. Uh, it just comes in different flavors. But the number one thing is it does, uh, it does provide a lot of antioxidants, a lot of good enzymes for your gut. And it's just a nice, good way to get a nice kickstart. There is a little bit of caffeine because it is typically with uh, black tea and it is fermented with black tea. So there's sometimes some uh, some caffeine in there. Mm -hmm. But I figured it wouldn't uh, it wouldn't hurt for your run a little bit later on tonight. Mm, thank you. Appreciate so, that, man. Uh, I'm going to actually... So have this after the run? No, I have this. I'm going to serve it to you right now, man. Okay. So have some, uh, have some of this kombucha. Um, don't be afraid of this. So I always kind of flip the bottle up top. And yeah. sometimes there's always a lot of sediment that's at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. But that's good stuff, man. So... Uh, I hope you like this, man. I hope you like I this. Probably will. So, I've been kind of dealing with a lot of inflammation and kind of like some gut things that are happening for me specifically. Okay. Uh, so I kind of looked for something to give my stomach a break and just give it like some some break of. I used to do the three hours, have a sandwich every three hours, mm -hmm. like that was my thing. But I always felt like I was just a truck, like I was just like kind of plowing food into my mouth. Um, so I needed a, a way to find. A break for my stomach to stop digesting food like literally take a break so that's kind of where I started with intermittent fasting mm -hmm. and I needed something to help me kind of just get a nice little lift throughout the day and uh, I found that kombucha did that for me so how long have you been drinking it for probably like I don't do this every day I'll do it like every two three maybe four days okay uh, but I've been drinking kombucha for like seven years or so oh. maybe eight years or now and I didn't even know it existed I want to say I've heard of the name before but I've definitely never paid attention to it uh, you'll definitely see it at a lot of stores. Uh, your common grocery stores will definitely have it. Um, who else has it? Like if you walk into a Nature's Emporium, they definitely got it. Ah, Everywhere so has these. Yeah, it looks like it's, it's all fizzy. Everywhere has these, man. Easy to find. A little bit of caffeine. Good kick. Good for your stomach. So I hope you enjoy it, man. This is near and dear to me. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Let me know what you think. It's good. It tastes like carbonated grape juice. Basically. Yeah. So depending on the brand that you get, some of them can be like really spicy. So if you find any that it's like a clear bottle, yeah, they're typically more mild. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you find some that are like in a dark brown bottle, they look like they're like in medicine. Okay. Uh, basically, those ones are the severely fermented ones because they actually protect the enzymes. Because like technically, if there's any sunlight, it can actually take kill. away from it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'll see some of them that are protected. So um, hope you enjoy it, man. You'll find it in someone's stores around you. Um, just good stuff for your stomach, man. Really good stuff for your gut. And I think that's something that like a lot of people just don't think about. Gut health. Probiotic and all that stuff. I've never really Extremely had any important, of it, but man. it is good, yeah. Extremely important. So I hope you enjoy it, man. A little bit of caffeine, a little bit of kick before you run. I'm getting eat up. <laughs> What's the goal? 10? 10 to K yeah, tonight? I'll do 10, yeah. Cool. cool. It's like an hour, an hour and 10, depending on the speed. But Dude, for me, if I was doing an hour run, I would never fall asleep. So whenever I played ball at 1030, we finished, got off the court, sorry, I think we started at 9.30. We got off the court at 11. Yeah. I would Wired. not fall asleep until 2.30. Easy. Yeah. And that's the thing with me when I was when I first started with the runs and basketball. When I'm out of shape, when I'm done is when I'm like, oh, like I'm so out of shape that I need to go to bed. But now as I'm getting in better cardio shape, 
it almost gets you wired. Yeah. Right. So it's the same thing. It's like, oh shit! Now I'm watching, you know, like a ten thirty <laughs> basketball game until finish at like one thirty in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. But um. Yeah. Are you? How late do you stay up to sleep? Um. It used to be like midnight. Now it's getting bad. It's like one thirty or two. Oh, you call that bad, man? Yeah. I used to do pretty bad. <laughs> I used to do real bad, like three o'clock sometimes. Oh, shit. Dude, when we closed for COVID in like March and everyone was closed down, I was going to sleep at like four o'clock every morning. Yeah, that's too late. Especially you got to wake up the next day for work. Well, I didn't have to if at that I, time. Oh, so if you're not having to wake up, then you're good. Yeah, but like for me, if I'm not getting, if I don't get at least six and a half, seven hours of sleep, the next day for me is just never miserable. Ending. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like almost like a headache all day. So what's the number? Six and a half, seven ish, give or take. Ideally eight, but seven is a good target for me. Yeah, if I can get seven hours of sleep, it's good. Cool. Do you start work on a normal time, like regular ten, standard? Nine or ten. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's not too bad then. Yeah. Well, I hope you enjoy the podcast, man. Appreciate it, man. Hope you enjoy the kombucha. Listening to it. Appreciate the juice. Cool. And I'll see you on mine soon. I'll see you, man. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Manny Project Podcast. Don't forget to download, like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. You can now listen to the Manny Project Podcast now on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. You can also visit our Facebook page and our YouTube channel at The Manny Project. And you can also visit our Instagram page for the latest updates and upcoming guests at the.manny.project. Be safe, everyone.